Hello and welcome to The Last of Us Part 2 Spoiler Cast. My name is Daniel, this is the movie podcast, and we have an absolutely jam-packed show for you today. This game is a special one, and I can't wait to introduce this all-star panel to talk all about it. Joining me this week, as always, are Shabazz and Anthony. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, everyone. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Also joining us this week and friend of the show, please welcome Matt Rohrbeck from Untitled Movie Podcast and Untitled Movie Reviews. Hello, Matt. What's going on, boys? I got a tea time with Abby in three hours, so uh, oh, we got to no, get this. No, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, buddy. We're, oh. we're, we're starting it off right there. Okay. I'm actually going to the gym pretty soon, too, so we're going to work on my arms. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're all, we're all just working for second place there. What's going um, on? Matt, Thank you for having thanks me. So much. Yeah, it's so nice. We've, we've wanted to kind of collaborate for a long time, so I'm glad for something as monumental as this, we're able to make it happen. Ironically, not a movie at all. So, no. <laughs> yeah. But no, thank you for having me. I'm super psyched to talk to you guys about this. Wicked. And rounding out our pack of Naughty Dogs today for this special episode <laughs> is another friend of the show, Nate from Geekcentric. Nate, hello. King of the Tyrant Lizards. That's a big <laughs> boy. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm super stoked Good, to be here. Man. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, man. Just happy that we can talk about this game and actually talk about it instead of like kind of talk about it, which I've been doing with all my friends. So. Oh my God, dude. Recording my review for it was <laughs> the hardest thing. Just dancing around everything that like I couldn't talk about, but I'm I'm super psyched because all I've been doing is like my, my poor fiance have just probably heard me like fucking spoil every moment of this game just talking to her <laughs> about it for the last, you know, three weeks or, or poor Eric who doesn't even play games who had to sit there and listen to my hour long like monologue log on this thing so i'm like psyched to talk to people who have played it like i've been texting people and stuff like that but it i'm like super pumped to actually talk spoilers with you guys it's yeah it's been it's been funny because like just with all of us we've all been playing but we've also been very like coy when it comes to like yeah yeah so that uh that cabin scene <laughs> in the, the the winter time is a little uh, <laughs> what happens there uh, i, I had a friend I had a friend of mine uh, ask me, like, do I have to kill dogs in this game? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I want you to keep playing. So I'm, good. I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is a way to get around that, right? Especially, no, no, there definitely isn't because Alice, yeah, yeah, totally forgot. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, especially at the aquarium. Uh, we're going to get into all of this, though. Uh, <laughs> a little housekeeping before we dive in. If you want to write in to be part of the show, send us your thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2 or any questions, concerns, comments, and corrections. You already know you can head over to thistimewith.com slash talk. We also have links directly to all of our guests' wonderful shows, Geek-Centric, Untitled Movie Podcast, and Untitled Movie Reviews, as I said at the top of the show. So please check out our show notes. Check them out. Make sure you're subscribed because we're all a big happy family over here. Yeah. All right. As I said at the very beginning of the show, this is The Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast. We're about to dive into everything that has happened in the game, our thoughts, our feelings, our tears. If you have not played The Last of Us Part 2, this is your final warning. Please delete this episode, unsubscribe, restore your phone, because there is no going back from here. Well, don't Obviously. unsubscribe. <laughs> no, 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 at this point, you might as well. <laughs> just drop drop the five stars then i'm subscribed yeah uh, obviously the last of us part two is getting critical acclaim and 10 out of 10s across the board from a lot of major outlets but it's not without its very loud group of 
let's say haters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Before diving into our spoiler cast, I just wanted to frame and give some context to our our discussion, and I wanted to open up our show with a quote from Troy Baker, also known as Joel in The Last of Us. So this is a quote uh, that he said a, f- a few months ago, I believe. Um, he said, "We want uh, if we have done our job right, people will question everything. I want players to be able to challenge their own ideas of what this game is." what this world is, who these characters are, everything. I want people to go in open-minded to this story and allow Joel and Ellie to tell their story, not the story that people think that they want to be told. If people go in with open uh, go in open-minded to this thing, I think they will have a completely different experience than if they go in closed-minded. Hmm. In the name of a father, the son. <laughs> that was actually beautiful. That, yeah. The way that Troy Baker talks, that's all yeah. the time. You yeah, know, know, I've seen him in a few interviews and like, absolutely. But that's, uh, yeah, that's God absolutely true. That's absolutely yeah. true. <laughs> we are a big panel today. So I want to allow all, obviously all of us to get our immediate opening thoughts out on the table for this wonderful Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast. Uh, Matt, you've had the game the longest and now have completed it twice and got that platinum trophy. I would love for you to start us off. Yeah, I think legally I have to say that PlayStation provided me with my game, so I'll start with that. Um, But yeah, I've beaten it twice now. I did platinum it, as you mentioned, which is something I don't usually do. I'm not really kind of a trophy guy on PlayStation at all. I think it's only like my fourth platinum and like three other ones were from like, you know, Telltale Games or something like that. But um, yeah, I I mean, this is a special game and I think it's it's probably my uh, probably my favorite game of all time. And that's surpassing the first Last of Us game. Um, I just think it's a super super special experience and and the whole pitch i came in with like when i wanted to review it for a movie podcast was that i feel like games are evolving and i mean we've had cinematic games for a while now but especially like playstation's first party stuff i just feel like they're absolutely kind of killing it with that third person kind of action adventure cinematic experience game and and that's the reason kind of why i wanted to review the last of us part two kind of as a story to showcase to people who maybe aren't like you know game gamers per se but they are film and television fans so that's why it's kind of exciting to be here talking about it on a on a movie podcast and that being said yeah i i beat it i immediately um you know cried and 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 had to sit there in silence in it for like five minutes as the credits rolled um and then i couldn't stop thinking about it and um and i haven't done this i think probably ever but i restarted a new game plus almost like immediately right after um and it is a tough game to get through and um i played it on very light the second time and i don't know man like there's so many things in this game that i I will go in depth with but um from everything from you know the opening you know death of joel um to you know that moment when you realize that you're about to kind of replay the game as Abby, um, like for someone who didn't read any of the spoilers uh, beforehand, I, I kind of avoided everything on the internet. And mind you, the Joel thing was uh, maybe not predictable. I thought it was either going to be, you know, Joel or Dina at the beginning, and Dina was too new of a character. So I kind of assumed the Joel thing was going to happen based on this kind of revenge tale that they were pitching. But, um, this game, like, I, I couldn't believe how much they made me hate Abby at the beginning. And because, like, I do, I am conflicted with Joel, what Joel did at the beginning of the last, or at the end of the last game. And then um, what happens at the beginning here, and then as you play as Abby and how much I 
I realized I started to care about her and, and you know, and Lev and, and her whole story. And you kind of see exactly where she's coming from. And I just think this game has the best depiction of, you know, I'm using air quotes, like what a villain can be in a, in, in a game or a movie or just a, a story. And um, I don't know, there's just so much in this that uh, it's a beefy game and there's, it's intense and, and, uh, and upsetting and uncomfortable. And, and uh, I just absolutely love everything about it and I'm obsessed with it. So I can't wait to talk to you guys. I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you mentioned uh, there's a lot that you said to unpack unpack there, and and I love that you you kind of said you went through on the second rounds with kind of going in the in the light mode or like mm-hmm. the easiest mode, and and that's how I planned on doing my new game plus as well, just because I wanted to just focus on the story that they're telling me and really yeah. just take my time with it and and take that all in. But it's like what you said, like th- the amount of kind of hate you immediately get for Abby at the beginning of this game. Like I, I remember texting Shane, like talking to Anthony and, and Nate, we were all like, everyone felt like they were on fire. Like they could not wait to catch up with her and mm-hmm. get their revenge. And then being able to go into her shoes and her even larger biceps, you, <laughs> yeah. you start to really <laughs> absolutely jacked yeah. understand and empathize with her. Yeah. Um, it's special. That's awesome. Um, Anthony, what about you? Where did you, uh, you have now beaten it the most recent out of the group. Where yeah. are you landing with it right now? Um, it's, it's up there. It's one of those game experiences that is very, is going to leave a, a spot in my heart forever. Cause it's, it's, it's like a movie. It's essentially like the story that I didn't even care about the gameplay. I was caring about the story. Um, and the gameplay is that after effect of, of the whole thing. Um, for me, it was, if this, if there was a best picture this year, it would be the last of us. I'm with you. Yeah. You know, like if, if this Mm -hmm. game could be nominated for anything, it would be best picture because it's a fantastic story from beginning to end. There's a revenge plot that, that, um, that, that twists and turns and, and no one, no one is, bad in the game and no one is mm-hmm. good in the game it's just yeah. this conflict of well no one wins it's just sadness and this environment is just a sad environment for everyone at all stakes especially ellie because she loses everything you know and i was in the same boat i'm like who the hell is this abby I'm like i'm going to kill her <laughs> and i and i still want to kill her like that's <laughs> just, that's just me but um yeah man like it left an impact like that ending, that that whole like that beach scene when you're you're running through, you know, the sand and you see these people posted up on a huge post and, and it's just that silhouette in the back of the ocean. I'm like, man, this is something that you don't get in video games. Like this level of thinking and design is not what you get in video games, and that's why I always say like that's why I said in our other podcast the PlayStation is going to be my next gen console because these mm. are the storylines and these are the things that I want to see in video games. Um, but yeah, man, I, it's, it's probably one of my top five video games ever. 
It's you know it, it's funny you say that because it, the reason why, especially for us, we love these storylines, we love these cinematic experiences, especially this year when we're literally getting the bottom of the barrel being fed to us when it comes to movies. Right. This, this movie, yeah, I mean, this game, this movie, whatever you want to call it, really, it surpasses almost every medium possible. And I know that myself, after I finished the game, and I talked to Daniel about this, I had trouble trying to put on a movie because it just never made me feel the same way that like the closest that I ever got to feeling this way in a movie theater was probably last time was when I saw Endgame, And then before that, I, I, I don't know, maybe infinity war. And then before that, I don't even know. So <laughs> those were again, these two hour experiences that I had, whereas in the last of us, it took me 32 hours, the whole 32 hours. I felt that way. So to me, that was probably the craziest part about it. So like if you play a game and you end it and you're like, yeah, that was fun. And you don't have any questions after it, you know that that's just saying that's a fun game. When mm-hmm. I finished this game yesterday, I had so many questions, and I had like I had to think about how it ended, and I had like these these. I I, I wish I could talk to someone about it because it was so it was so good, and I'm like, man, I wish there was more, and I wish there was some sort of way I can like figure out why she did what she did and why he did what he did, and oh. You know, when you have questions at the end of a game, you know it's really, really, really good. And it's not those questions of, oh, that kill was amazing. It was more of like, man, I wish I knew more about these characters and how they end up or where they go from there. And, and that is, and that's, these are the things that you ask yourself when you watch a movie. Um, mm-hmm. Now you're asking yourself, you know, in a video game, like what? And it's, it's bringing you to that experience. That's crazy. It's a good thing we have this podcast to talk about it. So <laughs> this is a this is therapy for all of us. Yeah, uh, I think something you touched on there, Anthony, too, with just the idea of perspectives in this game, where we're learning about. Obviously, we're coming into this knowing we're going to play as Ellie, and we are one hundred percent on her side no matter what. And then we start seeing the other side. We start seeing who Abby is, what's gotten her to this point, and then. As always, Naughty Dog just gives us a world that just feels totally believable, totally immersed in this incredible world of just storytelling and just visuals that you just get lost in. And it's it really is special. Uh, Nate, you're up to the plate, my friend. Where oh, are turn. you at right now? It's your turn. <laughs> Listen, um, so I'm I'm uh, I beat it in 24 hours, 11 minutes. You're um, a madman, right? And did you I do just, it in like two sittings or something too? Two sittings, yeah. <laughs> I oh took God. time off work. Um, but I will say, like, it, you know, everyone, including myself, said after the first game that I, I don't I don't think anyone want, needed a sequel to happen. I think it was just like, leave it be. It's 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 perfect the way it is. Don't touch it. We don't we don't need further than that. Um, and boy, does this prove us wrong. Um, this is probably the best example of a sequel that takes you know, everything that came before it and just dials it up to 11. Um, and I'm super stoked that we're talking about it um, and that we can kind of, uh, you know, really get dig deep into it um, because this game, this game does so much for video game narratives uh, and storytelling going forward. Um, it's going to be so incredible just to see what comes after um, and with the next generation. And, I, and, I, and that's the only other thing that I'm, I'm a little bit worried about um, is you know, um, I think uh, Anthony, you had mentioned, or, or who somebody had mentioned that they couldn't watch a movie afterwards. Shay had mentioned couldn't watch a movie afterwards. It's I'm I'm a little bit worried for things like Ghost of Tsushima and and other right. games that have to follow in these footsteps because I just don't know if if we can get 
another it'll have to be just completely different i i don't know i don't know but i'm i'm stu- super stoked to uh to chat about it for sure I'll be honest. I was I was ready to pick up SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini <laughs> Bottom Rehydrated, um, but I was not ready for that to be my next game out of The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> An equally as cinematic game. Oh, without question. Well, without you question. start off hating Patrick, and then you end up loving him. It's yeah, a, you know, and it's crazy. That's, that's exactly it. It's when in you the ocean, beat it, Squidward it with a golf club, really, you know. <laughs> it, <laughs> And then Shay. you have to shoot Gary at one point. It's yeah, just... it's really, really <laughs> fucked up. Oh my god! Sounds Sorry, do, you swear on, do you guys swear on this, or should I? Oh, keep fuck it yeah, we swear okay. on this. <laughs> We're just not racist, but we swear. For yeah, sure. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's that. Those are our rules, basically. Yeah, I, I can get here. down with that. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Shay, let's uh, let's hear from you. Well, fuck. Let me start off with that first, and then <laughs> let me jump into the game. Um, listen. Uh, big fan of the first game and I exactly what Nate said. We were all on this point of like, okay, well, do we need another game? No, we don't. We love this ambiguous ending. Let's end it off there. This cliffhanger. Uh, This game truly is a part two. And you feel that right from the beginning where we see Joel immediately telling um, Tommy, Hey, this is what happened. And Tommy's like, listen, I've done the same thing as well. So the fact that the game starts off that way is perfect because one of the questions that I kind of had going into this game is how big is this lie going to be? How Hmm. is this going to be a point in the game? Is this story going to be totally different? I'm sure it'll be tied somewhat to fireflies. I did not think that doctor's daughter was going to come back to fucking kick the shit. <laughs> like, did I, if I knew that he was packing a daughter that was going to grow up to be a fucking ox, I would not, yeah. have, I would not have shot. When, I mean, I shot the guy for sure. in all my playthroughs, if yeah, I wonder same, if yeah. that one playthrough that I did, if I never shot him, what would have happened? But um, yeah, Does it, uh, <laughs> it won't let you. Do, do they force you to shoot him? Right. Yes. I think so. Yeah. They do, they? Yeah. Yeah, oh. he's the only one that you have to kill. You, you don't have to kill the other two. Uh, oh, doctors. well, then, poor, poor other guys, then. I killed them for sure. <laughs> I, I, I knew it was the last moment of the game, so I had to waste all my bullets on them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, this this game takes you on this path of hating Abby to empathizing with Abby to realizing at the end of the game that Abby and Lev are pretty much Joel and Ellie. And, and yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this game can mirror that for you, and also, I think no medium whether it's a movie or a a fucking rap feud or you know (laughs) anything else in video games has ever taught me what revenge really is i think this is the true definition of revenge it Mm. is just circle of relentlessness and no matter what i can watch nothing will compare to the experience that i had in this game um for example the first game right now i'm showing my girlfriend we're watching it through a like a, a stream online right now because I don't want to play and die in front of her and then it's bitch. <laughs> so at least by watching it and she's so, you know, engulfed in what she's seeing. She's like, wow, this is such a great story. And I'm like, wait till we get. I'd prefer you game. not use the term golf when describing <laughs> uh, this yeah. game, by the way. But you, uh, Shay, you put, a, par. you put it perfectly with it using the term mirror. Cause I feel like the game is like a perfect mirror image of itself. And I mean, even mm-hmm. when starting the game as, you know, Joel, and then you get into um, Abby and Ellie, and then you have the game split up into Seattle day ones through three for both Abby and Ellie. And then it flips back and forth and you put it perfectly. Then I, it's something I, I noticed too and i mean they're being pretty obvious with it with you know abby and lev being joel and ellie and i think they 
that's obviously an intentional choice. So when mm-hmm. you get to that point to uh, Anthony, you brought up that, that, that final sequence when you're going through the beach with them on the kind of the poles and you're at that last fight scene with, with Abby and you, I thought I'd get to that point and part of me still wanted that revenge, but then yeah. I was so happy with how it turned out. And it was just like the perfect ending to it. And I just thought the game did such a good job of showing that, you know, the same events, not necessarily the same exact events, but like from two different perspectives that we've seen. in you know, I, I think I mentioned it in my review when I was talking with Eric with, um, you know, uh, with Eastwood, with the letters of Iwo Jima yes. and flags of our fathers. And then um, uh, even like the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby, uh, uh, him and her. I don't know if you guys saw that with um, uh, Jessica Chastain and uh, James uh, McAvoy. James Max- McAvoy. Yep. And um, it just reminded me of stuff like that. But then, like you guys said, it, this game does it so perfectly. And, um, and and showing you what revenge really is and showing those two sides where, yeah, I couldn't believe that they made me not want to kill her at the end. And and then I thought they were going to make me kill Ellie at one point, too, oh, in, the fi- in the fight scene in the theater. And I'm like, I swear to God. And I, I again, I'm with you with what Troy said, where I'm letting them, you know, tell the story that they want to tell. Uh, I was like that, you know, with Star Wars, with everything. I let the creators kind of, you know, tell me their story and I will take it in. And if I don't like it, that's fine. Um, but then move on. You don't have any ownership exactly. of these characters. Yeah. Um, they are they have ownership of these characters and they can tell the stories that they want to tell but i was like fuck if they make me kill ellie here i'm gonna be really upset i definitely um, thought so that's where it, it was ending i definitely yeah, thought this was yeah, the end too. of the game and i'm like okay and then when she's yeah. killing when she's yeah. beating the shit out of dina and she's like oh don't she's pregnant she's like good i'm like oh fuck like this is oh yeah this isn't gonna but, end well at all but but then we get that beautiful moment of of light where lev just says abby and she looks yeah. up and she she realizes in that moment because there, you know she she's struggled so much with with this entire situation that she is still she still can be a a good person a redeeming person and Lev is that for her just like how Joel is that for Ellie in that moment right at the end of the game uh, mm-hmm. and I just love I love all those parallels between the two characters um, and even just some of like the you know um, you know I think Matt you mentioned like some of the the visual um parallels in the sense of like like the bookends like we start with the guitar we end oh god with the yeah. guitar we start with a, a beautiful sunset and then near the end with jj on the on the tractor we end with that beautiful sunset and it's just it's so phenomenal to see how they were able to take these uh originally what we would see as diametrically like opposite characters and put them together to the point where it's like they if none of this like horrible stuff had gone down they probably would have been friends oh 100 you know I mean? and like i will talk about if we want to see a part three but i feel like there's something there by leaving them both alive and going on their own ways and even what the end title what the main title screen is after the game i feel mm. like they're kind of showing that and then yeah nate you put it um perfectly with some of the the imagery and using like that guitar as kind of the metaphor for you know joel's ghost throughout the game i think is like such a cool way of doing it and integrating you know music with the pearl jam song and aha's take on me and just like um, those special moments that again we just don't really see in games and, and that's why we keep going back to like sure we're saying we're not saying that movies are so much better than games but it's taken us a while games have always been fun I've been a gamer since I was three years old I love Mario I've had every Nintendo system I, I've played I, I've been a huge gamer my whole life but we never go to video games for the story so I think that's why um, when we get something like this and, and even recently with God of War or even Kojima to an extent of making these kind of crazy cinematic experiences Experiences. I think that's why.
why we keep going back to that. But yeah, I love Joel as as this guitar that's haunting her throughout the game. Going back to that final sequence where she keeps having you know PTSD and 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 seeing the flash of Joel's like brutalized face, and then that final moment where she's about to let Abby go, she finally sees Joel's face on the like front porch and it's like a nice like she remembers him as like that last moment she had with him as he's playing his guitar and that's when she finally like lets go and it's just it's so powerful to me and like i've been obsessing over this uh thing and and, and there's a great video um i mentioned on i I made eric watch and and nevis watch too i don't know if you guys saw it like uh nate uh druckman uh, neil druckman retweeted it and this guy edited together the first two games and i oh definitely dude, I just like ball my eyes out every time I watch it. I'm like this game. And then I keep thinking about the HBO show and I just like, I'm, uh, it's so good. I was so close I'm to starting my that, new oh, game I'm, plus. Sorry. I was just so, so close to starting my new game plus until I watched that video and it brought me back all those feels and I'm like, okay, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's a, what I, there's so much last of us still left for us to talk about, which I'm excited about with the show coming, like you said, uh, Matt, and like just what we were talking about a little bit earlier as well, the, about kind of feeling that ownership of the story. Um, you know, Neil was talking, has spoken openly about this a lot. And, you know, on the recent, you know, games cast on kind of funny, he was talking about it on their spoiler cast where he's like, nobody loves Joel more than me and Troy do. So like you have to, like you have to trust us that we're going to be telling the story that we want to tell with them. You know, like we don't own these characters, but these are characters that they have their vision for. And we have to trust if we love this game so much, then we have to trust in the vision that they have for them. And like you said, Matt, at the end of the day, if we don't like that, then we don't like that. But for people to be starting change petitions and doing bullshit (laughs) like that, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's really not new. I guess we've seen it with every, you know fandom with fandom comes like loud obnoxious kind of like uh man babies that really kind of uh feel like they they should always be given what they want and and that's not really how it should go but like and if you do go in with an open mind and actually like think about this thing i just can't even fathom not thinking this is good i'm just like i can't even i understand maybe you don't like some of the choices and and another thing i wanted to bring up too is like this game and i think for not only video games but for like big blockbuster mainstream kind of stories um representation with like having your lead character be a gay woman Mm -hmm. having a uh another character uh uh be be trans and have that in an integral part of the story and i'm like that's stuff that we don't even see in like uh it never really in video games because of that fan base usually just in general and then in films we haven't really seen a lot of that we're starting to get better but i think that's just like a i I know that was something that they with ellie and and left behind was revealed and so we always knew that this was going to star a, a gay woman but like including lev's plot and just the way that the whole cast feels pretty diverse and and um and having three you know having two women as the as the leads i think is is uh uh, is fantastic well and i I think like to that point like we were talking about all the people that are getting super mad and the fandom you know the vitriolic video game man babies coming out of the the woodwork uh so to speak it's like you know never has a game i think for a lot of people probably and this is probably why we're seeing this so much challenged the the, mm-hmm. the player so much not in a way of gameplay but in the way of story and mm-hmm. i think it's i think it's that that has really brought out 
uh, a lot of these these people that are just like, well, I'm not comfortable with this. I've never experienced this before, and they're not <laughs> seeing they're not seeing the beauty the the beautiful side of it. Um, so I think it's you know it's challenging them in the best ways, and it's challenging the way that stories are told in video games. And I think for the people that are reviewing on the on the on the side of of tens, it's like, yeah, they get it, you know. And then the people that aren't, it's they just don't get it. I don't know. And I'm not yeah. saying the game is perfect either, or the story's right. perfect, but like I, I think it's as close as it can be, and I think it's like still a huge accomplishment. And I feel like you can have your criticisms of the game, and and that's totally fair. I know a lot of people playing, you know, Abby's side of it um, didn't enjoy it as much as Ellie's side, and and feel like the game maybe is a bit too long and things like that. Where I, I just wanted more of it, so I didn't see that, and I, I really felt like you need Abby's side to be just as hefty as ellie's side to make it impactful but um yeah i think you can criticize the game just don't be an asshole about it but that's with anything right that's true and i mean a lot of these like fan theories that people are like concocting and writing up are just so goddamn awful that i'm so glad that naughty dog didn't take that route but um daniel what about you we haven't heard from you yet your experience of this game you know with uh as i've said before like i've even just with the first game, just that game that has been a game that has just felt like embedded within me for so long, even though it took me so long to actually complete it. But, um, you know, diving into this game at midnight and it just felt like every single person on my friends list on PlayStation was playing this. Like, you don't always see that with like new releases right away. And it just, it just feel, I felt special and knowing now that time has gone on. And at the end of the last game, just knowing that, that lie, just seeing that look in Ellie's eyes that she knows that Joel isn't being honest with her, but she trusts him. Even if it's, there's something inside of her telling her not to, but she trusts him because he's gone on this long journey with her. They've gone across the country together and she, Joel sees a daughter in him. uh, Sorry. Joel sees a daughter in her and she sees the father in Joel. And, when the game starts off and you kind of know that there's a bit of a strain in their relationship, you just, you just want to know. So that's, I just love the way this game was structured. Yes. It it felt a little long in some areas, but I loved my entire time with it. And just having these character moments where there'd be moments or cutscenes that I literally just be sitting there maybe for 10 minutes, just watching this unfold. But every moment I was engaged in and just seeing Joel, who we all, loved and got to play as in this first game like brutally murdered with in front of us like i don't think i've ever played a game that was this brutal obviously we've all played violent games before but you know this game literally takes it slow through these brutal moments especially Mm -hmm. when you're playing stealth and you're just stabbing people in their throat (laughs) and you just see like the fear in their eyes it's it's dark this game is really dark but it lends itself so well to the world that they're building in the last of us and what humanity would be like in this, in this world. Um, I just loved every second with this game and, you know, this game loved to break my heart any chance it got, but it just is so powerful. And I just, I just love the world that they created. And I'm really excited to dive in deeper with you guys uh, up next. Did you guys think the game was too violent and it took mm. away from the story? 
Um, no, I mean, I, it's pretty grim. I mean, for me, I think the gameplay did get pretty violent at times too, especially if you like uh, are not good at stealth like I am either. So I played it kind of like more John Wicky kind of fucking shooting everyone <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> uh, not as me. I felt like my the very easy playthrough i just because you have all your guns upgraded and stuff i ran around with a shotgun and literally and it gets pretty gross but um yeah i don't know i feel like that adds to it adds to the intensity like i felt uncomfortable when i killed people my first playthrough my second one i kind of just ran through because i was trying to like mainline the story but that first playthrough on on normal which was like challenging but not too challenging um I don't know. I just, I really felt like the violence suited the game and every, like, uh, like Daniel said, like every kill that you're doing, even for these NPCs. And then the way the game humanizes both the WLF and the Seraphites. And like, it it made me not like every time I killed them, you, you feel every, every piece of that violence, whether you're stabbing someone in the throat, like Daniel said, or I'm taking a shotgun and I, I, I blow someone's leg off and it looks Ooh. gruesome and like actually very realistic or a sniper shot to the face or something like that. Like, I, I don't think it takes away from it, but I could totally see someone who was just like, this is distractingly violent, but um, I thought it fits the very, you know, dark, obviously very, 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 very dark tone of the game. Troy mm-hmm. Baker, Troy Baker put it in a way that like, uh, he, he mentions that it's to him, it's like a pendulum, uh, and that like the most beautiful and, and, uh, wonderful moments in the game, um, they can only be there and they only really work if we do see the darkest moments as well. And so yeah. from a standpoint of violence and, and that sort of thing, yeah, the world is brutal and the experiences they go through are brutal and the, the, the horrific imagery that we see, but then think about like the beautiful stunning moments um that we get to not only see but experience truly uh from a standpoint of of love and and compassion and empathy and it's just it's it's i agree that there are yeah there are those 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 moments where you're just like you you (laughs) you shoot a guy's leg off and you're just like oh my gosh like i what is what but then, those explosive arrows <laughs> oh my <laughs> god right you see the, you see like brains literally dripping off of the wall at certain points but but it, it's just like you have that but i feel like it only adds to the moments of levity the moments of beautifulness in this in this game you're so true that's so true nate and this we've even seen this the way naughty dog has marketed this game we yeah. you know if we look back to you know the e3 demo from 2018 in the barn it literally transitions from ellie and dina kissing and it does that amazing kind of turn around her head and it transitions to her again stabbing somebody in the neck yeah uh mm-hmm. out in the forest and you know this game also almost makes you forget sometimes that there are infected in this world you know because yeah. you'll go yep. through so mm-hmm. many moments of taking on human characters, be it the wolves or the seraphites. And all of a sudden I'm just like, Oh my God, what is chasing me right now? Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moments in that game. My Lord. My God. But no, that's a great point, Daniel too. Cause like I always, when I'm talking about this game and I think it goes back to some of the things we were talking about. And I forget if it was, um, Anthony or, or Shay talking about, you know, this, the cycle of violence and, and, and the game, I don't know. Like to me, I always forgot that they're infected and the infected aren't even, you know, the main 
point of these games. And I think we go back to the story and the characters and the, those human moments. And then, yeah, then you're just shitting your pants when the Rat King's coming after oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the fucking, they go full on Resident Evil in the in the hospital. Oh yeah, they really yeah. do. Grand like, there's a lot of was, uh, was haunting. It was yeah, I, I, and I knew it was going to be bad. And I, and I kept texting Daniel. I'm like, hey man, I'm I'm in this Grand Zero moment. What should I prepare <laughs> myself for? And he's like, you're not ready for it. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, what do you mean I'm not ready for it? Like, I said, call a priest, Shay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many times yeah. did you die? How many times? Twice. Yeah, me too. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, on my yeah, first playthrough, yeah. the, it's really easy on very light. It almost wasn't. It the game is still fantastic, but like I almost wish I just did another regular playthrough because very, <laughs> very light. You just throw a couple Molotov cocktails and, and like and you two, throw a brick at him and he's gone. Yeah, and then two <laughs> shotgun like blast, and then most en- enemies are dead that way. So you like yeah. the. Yeah, the shamblers and even the Rat King was pretty easy, but... So there's a lot of amazing moments in this game, obviously, as we've spoken the last 35 minutes or so about. um, I want to get to a lot more of our favorite moments, but I just wanted to start off, obviously, with the biggest gut punch in the beginning of this game with Mm. Joel's death. Um, We, I think we all had a feeling that it would come. I don't think we all anticipated it being so early in the game. Um, cause like, uh, even what you said at the beginning of the show, Matt's, you know, we only were introduced to Dina at the, like at this game. So we really didn't have a relationship with her yet. And, you know, as we were kind of discussing on the movie podcast earlier, like we have a really, like we know her, but is this going to be enough of a, of a, I guess, momentum to get the story going because we really don't know who this character is yet. But I think that swap with Joel really affected us all and i just wanted to throw out a question to you guys what was your immediate reactions to that scene and did you think it was going to happen then do you mind if i go first go for please it. anthony yeah i'll go first um man i wanted to kill her so bad and the reason <laughs> why it was it's the way she did it and there was mm-hmm. like this this there was this tone to her and i'm like what the hell did he do to warn such a death. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill her. And then I'm just going to find her and I'm going to kill her. Not knowing that I'm going to be playing her um, later on in the, in the game. And I kind of knew because you're playing her in the beginning. Uh, but I, I, I don't know how, but I was going to kill her. Um, but yeah, there was just this evilness in her and even her crew. And they spit on him while he's dead. And I'm like, what the fuck did this guy do to, warrant such a awful death yeah and um i just i i was shocked i i knew he was gonna die but not like that yeah i mean i i i have a, an interesting my friend ben shane texted me he's like i just read a comment on the internet that said joel died a villain's death not a hero's death which i thought was really interesting and he technically i mean that was a big question at the end of the first game was like are you is joel the bad guy in this mm. story like and i mean i i understand and i think the game um beautifully puts and i think the point i was trying to make earlier is like there are no good guys and bad guys the world building here shows that like this is a fucked up world and you got to do what you got to do to survive and you're going to do some fucked up things and everyone makes mistakes and and in this world like something's going to come back to bite you in the ass and i mean joel at that end of the game made a you know an impulse decision because of his love for ellie and um you know it came back and bit him in the ass and he was the villain to abby so he doesn't die a hero's death where he's saving someone no she 
beats the living shit out of him. And in that moment, you don't know. So, I mean, for me, it hit me pretty hard and I knew it was coming. And, um, I just, I had a feeling that's where this game was going, but um, I just thought that was a really um, kind of beautifully put kind of thing of that he did die, a, you know, a villain's death, not a hero's death, even though you're playing him ne- technically as the hero in the first game. Yeah, that's it, a that's a really interesting way to look at it because, yeah. like, just like what you said, like he is kind of atoning for the sins of the first game. Because um, again, at the end of the Last of Us, I don't think you immediately think that like you, you only kind of see it through his eyes that he's just focused on doing what he has to do to save Ellie. You're not really thinking of the grand picture of what the fireflies are trying to achieve and what those doctors were trying to do. And you really get that perspective um, in this game. Uh, And Nate, I'll let you uh, continue on. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, I was just going to say like, uh, absolutely. Like, and I think the fact that, that, we as players, like we talked about the, you know, do you have to kill the doctor in the first game? You do. And so the way that they've got it set up here, it's, it's so, so much more powerful when you, when you get that realization, you know, you guys must've had that light bulb moment like I did where, yeah, oh my gosh, I, I killed, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of, of Joel, but like I killed Abby's dad and, and you, you, you know, this game actually even does that, um, another time as well or a few more times which we might get to but it's 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 so it's so powerful now going back to before i you know we knew all this um and just that moment of joel getting killed it yeah it was shocking it was brutal um i you know yeah you definitely feel like you want to kill abby in that moment um Anthony, you had mentioned that you you know you felt like she was evil. Absolutely, when someone when someone you know beats someone over the head with a golf club, but then you know it looks like they're trying to help them. You know, he, she tells Mel to like kind of uh, fix up his leg for for you know grab a splint or whatever, and uh, and and then she says, "You don't get to rush this." You know, she doesn't she doesn't want his death to be that quick. She wants to enjoy it. She's been waiting so long to get to it. And it's, yeah, that is, that's absolutely evil. So it's insane to me to, <laughs> to get to this point where after the game where I'm like, man, I loved Abby. <laughs> it's just nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's especially in that moment, you know, leading up to the cabin and, you know, of course, Joel is leading her to safety and then she leads him to the cabin and, you know, just that, that moment. And I was talking to Shay and Anthony, it reminded me a lot. I don't know if you guys seen the movie Wind River. But yep. there's a moment in Wind River where at the end, they're kind of all like surrounding each other and like, yo, why, why are you squaring up on me? Why are you squaring up on me? And like Joel yeah. kind of like calls out this group in the cabin saying like, y'all look like you, you know us or something. And then that's because they do hits. And then that shotgun blast to his leg, just, it just, your stomach just sinks and you're just like, okay, this is about to happen right now. Uh, Shay, where were you with this scene? Yeah, I mean, right when that moment happened, immediately I got those Wind River vibes. And uh, in that film, that was one of my favorite moments. And in, in this game, when I think about it, like that was the hardest moment for me. And I thought Sarah's death in the first game was tough, yeah. but this was, yeah, holy shit. You you really, they, they could have just easily killed him, but no, they had to go with it. And I, I remember just about a week or two before this game came out, I was on a subreddit for uh, EB Games because I was wondering when I could get my pre-order. <laughs> And just in the comments to see like how other people's pre-orders are going, people are commenting like, 
oh, I hope you guys get the Joel treatment of a golf club. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And fuck you for spoiling mm-hmm. it in this random EB Games Mississauga subreddit. Like, what a <laughs> bizarre place to do this. Yeah. And and again, I couldn't connect the dots. I mean, at the end of the day, I knew that Joel was going to die in this game. When? Definitely the end. That's, that's, that's where, or yep. at least three quarters of the way through. So... I'm glad that, that that spoiler didn't really do much because the golf club isn't really an item that we're, we're looking at or, or seeing. It just happens to be in that moment that we, we go, oh, okay, I connected the dots. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is happening right now. We're getting to this moment right away. And just hearing him scream and then hearing, you know, when Ellie gets to him and she's just, like, in so much pain. And when she gets her face kicked in, I was like, man, I – I want a Molotov cocktail these bastards right now. Like they need to die and killing each and every single one of them before we get into Abby was so satisfying. Yeah, and I'm really was. glad, like I'm really glad this game didn't take that approach of, you know, doing day one as Ellie day one as Abby, because then yes. it would, I would have not felt a single bit of remorse for any of these characters. I mean, I only after I felt, I was, I was like, I was like Roddy Dangerfield. I was grabbing my neck. I'm like, Oh boy, I killed a lot of these guys. And I fucked <laughs> and up. Even, and even when you start playing as Abby and you start to get to know uh, Manny and, and Mel and, and, and like, and, Owen, and you're just, you're and like, Vita girl too. And oh, you like, yeah. Them, yeah, you like them all. And I'm like, fuck, this sucks. But like she, in a good way, but like, she just wanted yeah. a trophy. She was just trying to play some hotline Miami. And next thing yeah. you know, she's got a fucking knife in her neck. Dude, yeah. poor Whitney. Man. Oh man. Let me but, tell you, like when we, you know, obviously after, you know, with Ellie being in the theater for so long and obviously you've killed a lot of Abby's friends up to this point, which we don't. Uh, we really didn't realize that were her close friends. We knew through the, I guess, the pictures that Ellie found, but you really didn't know the relationship that they had. So switching over to Abby's perspective, my stomach was like at my feet going back to the aquarium on day, I guess, day two with um, with Abby after we kind of gone through hell and back with her multiple times. And, you know, we're going back to the aquarium and you see her dog that, I literally killed without thinking when I was Ellie. Yeah. And then you're kind of going back. You're like, Oh no, I killed her. And then you're going into the aquarium and then you see Mel and then you see Owen and you're just like, I'm so mad. I did that. And then you, you almost forget to like, Oh shit. I was, I felt this exact same way a few hours ago when I was playing as Ellie. And like this game just really pulls at you at both sides. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I just, where were you guys when you first kind of, took over as Abby, like after the events of, I guess, going back to Seattle day one, like where, where were you guys like in your hearts feeling with that? I mean, it was, I'll, I'll let you go, Matt. Sorry. Cause oh, yeah, uh, okay. you were going to say something. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say like, it's just that perfect juxtaposition between the whole thing. And I think the first game has that as well with Sarah's death at the beginning. And then yeah. Joel's realization, how much he cares about Ellie that he needs to, you know, kill some, I mean, it's ambiguous if the fireflies are, are are good people or not, but then that goes back to the point of like, what is good and bad in this story. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I think that just, uh, it goes back to, yeah, exactly what we're talking about with, you know, uh, Abby's friends and, and the game being a perfect mirror image of itself. But yeah, going to your question, um, I was, I just, I had no idea how long this game was. I, um, again, I avoided all spoilers. I, I thought it'd be, you know, a little bit longer than the first game, which I think is what, like 16, 17 hours, the first game. Uh, I, think, I think it's like 14. 
Yeah, maybe a little bit shorter. So like when we got to, you know, uh, that halfway point, I did not realize it was going to be the halfway point. And I just, (laughs) I was like, I really thought that was coming to, uh, you know, a climax there. And the game did really, you know, pull a fast one on me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, when that Seattle day one pops up, or even it might have been the flashback with the reveal of everything. And I'm just like, holy shit, we're about to like replay this entire game. And uh, it really just blew my mind. And even at that moment, because you don't have enough of Abby's story, I still like, it was so uncomfortable playing as her. I still hated her in that moment. And even like with her shooting Jesse um, right away there. And and you think Tommy's dead at that point too. um, Cause she kind of shoots the arrow in the leg. And then I think that's at that moment. And you think he's get shot in the head, but it must've been, I think his shoulder or something like that, or it just Uh, skimmed his face. yeah it skimmed his his eye yeah so at that moment i'm still like i i still fucking so those moments playing her at the very beginning i'm like ah i hate this i hate this but then as it kind of goes on i'm like holy fuck they're gonna make me replay this entire thing and and nate like you said i couldn't believe by the end of it i i really actually cared about all of those people i just murdered as well as um uh you know all uh, yeah everyone i murdered and then abby by the end of it yeah what do yeah. you guys think was the was the worst death though in the game minus Joel's? Hmm. Like it, of all the deaths that we've seen, and and I mean that not in terms of like how gruesome it was, but maybe it, it impacted you. Like if you look back at Jesse, you look back at Mel, Owen, Vita, Girl, Whitney, whatever her name is. You look at all these deaths. Which which one do you think? Like oh man, that 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 sucked. I would say for me, like oh, it's a toss up. It's a toss up between Mel. And Alice. And the only reason I say that is because I liked Alice more than I liked Mel, which sounds awful. Um, no, but, no, but <laughs> right. But, but I, I just think like the, the duality, like the, again, we talk, we're going to constantly bring up these mirrors here, but um, with, with Mel and the moment of, of Ellie realizing she's pregnant, like I 100% thought she was going to look down and she was going to see Dina in that moment. And, yeah. and and just you know and obviously she was internalizing that right but but it's just it, it that just was it was, that was just so tough to to go through and then and then I, I would also just say Alice for me um, just because again to to what you brought up uh, Daniel in terms of like you know you get to that point and you're like oh my gosh like I killed this dog and then they go into late into it later and you get to play with the dog and play fetch and stuff. Oh yeah. my <sighs> God, man. My heart sank, man. My heart sank a lot at a lot of points of this game, but um, yeah, no, just yeah. Alice that, yeah. Alice dying was that hurt. I think Yara dying as well too. You know, I oh grew so God. attached to Lev and Yara and a lot of the deaths in this game, happen very suddenly they're not yeah. built up it's like you're le- like poor jesse again i love the character oh. of jesse but i'm telling you anytime you're going through a door in this game i was so like clenched because <laughs> yeah. i'm just like oh god it's a cutscene. who's about to get shot because yeah. it was just so sudden and jesse's death really hurt me too because you could just tell that he was somebody who wanted to do the right thing yeah. And he grew so attached to joel and i think to ellie and even though he wasn't with dina anymore he still felt that that protection that that way of needing to protect her um and that just this just broke me you know like those those deaths really hurt especially since you know jesse being like the father of jj um yeah you just kind of know like oh man like he's dead and a lot of that blood is on ellie's hands 
but it's it's yeah. interesting it's interesting to see how they they didn't they didn't do that with every death you know they didn't do that that the you know the the mel experience or the owen experience with every single death i mean you look at someone like manny who you know granted you see manny at the beginning of the game he spits on joel's you know dead body and you're like i I hate this guy you know and you you hate abby in those moments but you know manny is he's a pretty likable guy he likes anime he likes drinking he likes ladies and you know you kind of joke with him throughout abby's storyline and then you get to that moment where you're you're you know you're running up the uh the highway with a a sniper and with with tommy right and and you know that entire time i'm like okay manny's got my back like we're good and then manny just gets taken out like immediately like just he's about to say something and then he's just taken out so the the way that they kind of uh weave these these moments with also some moments of realism to say like yeah not every death is an epic movie moment it's just a death did you guys anticipate that being tommy at the um, no i guess at the marina because i i again like you kind of lose uh track of who you're playing as and which team you're on i'm like oh shit it's tommy (laughs) Oh yeah. I think the I only reason her. why I did was because that that flashback that happens yep. with you know her showing him how to shoot, uh, but showing Ellie how to shoot. I was like, man, this is a really good sniper. I'm like, oh wait, maybe it's <laughs> dude. I died like, so many times. I died oh so many God. times, and I'm like, I hate this guy. I hate him. And then I get to the end, and I'm like, oh, it's Tommy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my poor baby. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. Um, Tommy survives. You know, like that guy. Oh yeah. Man, shot thrown <laughs> off a bridge um shot in the face lost the his wife they, well, not lost his yeah. wife but they split up yeah. and then he, he, he got a end, like, that poor guy is like i just want you know justice and he he ty- he kind of turns into this different character that we're used to seeing out of this out of tommy who's this caring and understanding guy he he now wants just justice for his brother yeah. And and that's I think the cycle of violence that a lot of of a lot of the story of the first game from Joel is now bleeding here because of Joel's sins. Now to- Tommy has been brought into this and it's just that never-ending cycle of violence. Um to look at the more happier note, one of my favorite scenes in this game, I think with a lot of us too, is the museum. Oh my god. And, yeah. and uh Anthony, I'd love for you to kind of give us your thoughts on that museum sequence to start us off. Yeah, man. Like that's, it's such a beautiful sequence. Like when she gets into that, when Joel and Ellie get into the spaceship and she puts on her helmet and she dreams and, and and thinks about, Oh, you know, this is what it would be like in space. She has her headphones on and it, it does the whole like off to, off to the stars. It was such a touching moment because she'll never, she she said she was going to experience. It. I'm going to be that person that's going to go to space. But it's like the innocence of that kid was completely ripped from her the moment mm-hmm. um, you know Joel entered her life. And even though Joel, it's like that. It's a father daughter moment. Uh, but like the world they live in, you know, it's just death. So yeah, man, it was it was pretty touching to see that scene. It was it was really really well done. I cried watching Joel, Joel's face when yeah. in that moment, it's, it, you know, it reminds like, I, I, it reminds me of when you look at like, um, it, you know, this sounds kind of weird, but like the, the, the person at the end of the aisle in a wedding, you know what I mean? Like the, it, it just, mm-hmm. it, you see that, that moment of just utter love and compassion and 
proudness. Um, you know, he's so proud and he's so he's so happy in that moment, and it's it's fantastic. And it, it it's cool to see how much they took from the DLC. Um, did you guys play any of the Left Behind DLC? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, hundred totally. percent. Very, okay, very similar moment for sure. Right, and they 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 they. I think they learned so much from that, and they they dial it up to eleven to the point where there was so much more of that in this game than the first one that I was like, I was so happy to see that because those were those are beautiful moments in that DLC. And so to see them kind of say, well, this really works. Um, but like just sticking to the, the, the museum, like, did you guys, uh, did you guys grab the hat? Oh yeah. All yeah. the different hats. Yeah. There's like three oh, different yeah. ones. I didn't do the hat on Joel until okay. like I was going back and doing my trophy kind of run. Of yeah. Me too. I so totally missed I it totally somehow. Missed it. Yeah. And I missed the Jurassic Park stuff the first oh, time. Man. Like, oh really? Dude, my second playthrough, I got this Jurassic Park dialogue and I was like, how the fuck did I miss this? Jurassic Park's my favorite <laughs> movie of all time. And I'm like, this game feels like it's throwing everything at me that I just absolutely love. And hearing Joel talk about Jurassic Park with Ellie, I'm like, this is written for me right now. And I'm no, I'm not the only person who loves Jurassic Park, but like that whole moment of them going through the museum leading up to that space uh, shuttle sequence. And I think just the way the game uses flashbacks in general, yeah. I think is just something we don't see very often in games and, and how they handle it and how they, you know, they had to put Joel in this game somehow because they kill him off in the first couple hours. Um, so the flashbacks, I think showing that four year gap in between or five year gap in between the end of the first game and this one, and just those going four years, three years, two years, ultimately up until, you know, moments the, the night before his death, I just think was such a beautiful way of both showcasing like the father daughter relationship with Joel and Ellie and how that, you know, both evolved and kind of broke apart. Right. And, and as Ellie, it's kind of a coming of age movie, you know, trope kind of thing too, of her becoming, you know, uh, in her teenage years kind of rebelling against her dad but obviously in a in a fucked up weird you know post-apocalyptic way of where your dad murdered a bunch of people to save your life without your permission when you could have cured humanity and it's just like i don't know just seeing that relationship evolve and and seeing where it was at that end of that first game and how we got to the point where we're at i think those flashbacks are just so special and just walking through those quiet moments in the game where you're not in combat it's like not really gameplay and it is those like playable movie moments where you're really just kind of controlling this character and exploring i think are some of the most beautiful moments in the game and and that goes to abby's side as well like as you start to learn more about you know her and her father and then her and owen's relationship and things like that too and um i just think it does such an excellent job in those quiet moments and a lot of those flashbacks don't really have much you know gameplay or action sequences for the most part they're more storytelling and it is that environmental kind of exploration storytelling that i think you really can only get in games and i'm curious to see that how that will translate to the hbo series and stuff and and it'll work but i really love those quiet moments like in that flashback and that jurassic park dialogue is just amazing (laughs) there is um primo there was a there's a moment too right like right around the museum where Ellie sees I guess that plank of wood or that that wood I guess panel that she could stand on and if you interact with it she says hey Joel do you want to push me on this oh really and like oh yeah and it's just it's just such a like a cute callback to the first game because this girl did not like swimming in this first game um and then joel literally just responds to her saying oh i think we're long past those days kiddo and it's just right. it just made me smile so much because it was such a, a beautiful moment i didn't want to uh, i didn't want to leave that moment like i didn't want to go back to the rest of the game i'm like can we just play the rest of the game at this museum you know like <laughs> let's just stay here let's just stay here and like um the did did you guys climb the dinosaur oh yeah 
Oh yeah, and jump off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. So good. I've heard people Definitely. that I've, I've heard people say they didn't do it. I'm like, you can skip past that. And anyway, yeah, there's <laughs> lots of stuff you can just miss. I missed. Um, and also in the museum, when you go in the office and go on the phone, I missed that the first time too. <laughs> oh, that was and, a great uh, moment. Uh, yeah, I think you could possibly even miss the, the the take on me moment if you don't go into the record store, I think. Yeah, oh my totally yes. possible. Yes, you totally can. Missable. You, you can't skip the, obviously, the, the space shuttle moment because I tried. I was like, oh, I wonder what happens. And he's like, you haven't looked at everything, kiddo. And I'm like, all right, relax, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is my birthday. I'll do what I want here, okay? But it's great because you see the, the tape just kind of hanging from his pocket so you know that you know he's got this moment planned for for her and and it's it's a beautiful moment it wasn't my favorite moment of the game my favorite moment was you know when we're on that that fire island at the end of the game and oh i'm God. fighting that guy with the with the jaw hanging so i really oh wanted God. to rip off that jaw like that was my <laughs> oh god man i just wanted her to grab onto it and pull herself up you know we're talking tender moments here <laughs> <laughs> no no, no uh, <laughs> you know when you ripped off that man's jaw oh really yeah. hard i mean this is really coming hard. from the same guy that shot 15 bullets of that guy that needed help yeah. in the first it's game, also okay? so. it's also true no no for me it definitely was the the museum moment because it was it was it was that moment where i'm like man this is what he wanted to do with Sarah. And when she asked yeah. him, Oh, did Sarah like going to museums? He's like, yeah, she loved it. Mm. I'm like, my now, God. You, now I don't know if it's like a, a nice thing that he keeps thinking about his daughter. I, I don't know. I really love it. Like he lost his daughter and he finds a daughter. Right. And mm. I, even in the, in the end, skipping to the very end. And I know we'll jump around um, a lot. Like I just also like what gets me like choked up and, and what really got me that first game is obviously their last conversation together. And it is kind of, if we're sticking with flashbacks and the theme of flashbacks, that very last one where Ellie goes to Joel the night before he dies and, and talks about how like, Hey, I, I don't think I can ever forgive you kind of thing, but I I'm willing to try just kind of like that line itself just gets me every single time. And, and I love the line from Joel too, where, you know, Ellie is pissed at him and, and he basically loses her over these four years, pre almost. Um, but he's like, I wouldn't, he sees her. And when he sees her happiness with Dina and he knows that she would have missed out on all of these moments, if he did not save her in that moment. And he's a bit of a cynical person anyway. So I can kind of understand he's lived through, um, you know, that the events of the, you know, the beginning of the first game and the events of this apocalypse, basically. And then he, he kind of knows, like, even if there is a cure, are we really saving anyone? So I have this this girl and and I love her dearly and I can't take her life away um, just at a chance that we might, you know, save what I think is already fucked up. And then that end moment um, where he's just like, I would do it all over again. He has no regrets. And yeah. I feel like it, that's why he doesn't mind that he gets beaten with a golf club by Abby in that moment, because he knows that with his decision, he needs to own up to them. And I think that's why he even says like, just get it over with. Like, I understand you're mad. I don't know what you're mad about. I probably did something to you and I understand what I did and I wouldn't take it back. And he reiterates that at the end. And I love that he doubles down on that. And I think that's why those moments like in the museum are so special and things like that, where he sees this, his daughter in this moment and, and her love for Dina and, and he really cares about her. And he knows that that would have all been taken away from her if he didn't, do the events of the first game so i don't know i just thought it, it's absolutely beautiful and um and that's why i i, I kind of understand what joel did at the first game and i also understand why abby beat his face in right so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And the game does a I, great job of making you experience both those reactions and i was so afraid that the last conversation that ellie had with joel was her saying like 
I don't need your fucking help. Like I was so afraid oh, that was the last moment, but I'm so glad we got that other tender moment there as well. But oh, uh, it's damn. even more heartbreaking kind of, cause oh, she's yeah. ready. Yeah. Like, Oh God. Reconcile with them, you know? You know yeah. yeah. There's, there's and especially the game, oh, they never... sorry. No, no, okay, go ahead. Please. Game, uh, one thing in the game that they never really hit upon is their love for each other. Even though they do all these things that, you know, share, show their love, they never say to each other, or at least Joel says to her, vice versa, I love you. Those words. And I was I was hoping to see or hear them at the end when she leaves his cabin and he looks right. just, he has his coffee in his hand. And I'm, I'm like, man, just say it. Because if you don't say it, you'll never be able to say it ever again. And he never did. He never really said, I love you. And to it me, it's, uh, the stubbornness to me, of these two characters that they just... They're so alike in a sense that they just they wouldn't share that that one part of their relationship and what it really meant. Yeah, like, I feel you on that. For me, it was like the the song, the the Pearl Jam song that he sings to her. I guess is the you know the thing that keeps coming back and stuff like that. I feel like it's kind of like that. But I get I get where you're coming from, where they don't explicitly be like, "Hey, you know what? I do love you." And um, but yeah, I I, I get that. It's interesting um, looking at, you know, hearing kind of Hallie Grossman like talk about this game or Haley Grossman uh, talk about this game. Um, And Neil was uh, was saying that like, you know, the original kind of ending of that scene was Joel and Ellie hugging and Neil and Ashley or like Ashley told Neil that like she didn't really feel that Ellie would do that in that scene. Like she's pissed at him, but she still like even though she wants to move forward with him she didn't feel like she would hug him in that moment and they don't yeah um which which i respect them for doing because as as much as you want to hear it you want them to be okay because you love these characters um you also have to think like after a fight with somebody your your first reaction isn't always going to be wanting to hug them um i love the way the structure of the story was told because you know it's progressively telling us you know three years ago two years uh, earlier or one year earlier and we're getting those like glimpses into their history and what the fallout was between them. And, you know, as I've been kind of going in and getting my collectibles uh, and kind of hearing Ellie telling Dina, like in Jackson saying, Oh yeah, Joel and I are going to watch a movie tonight. Mm. It breaks your heart even more because you know, that scene now is after them already trying to reconcile what has gone on between them. And they're going to watch a movie to try and get their relationship kind of mended again. And you're just like, yeah. Oh my God, like you didn't even put that into context until you kind of, you hear that, that, that line from Ellie and it's just like, Oh my God, it just, it just, it just kills you. And you know, we know Joel has done things for good and for bad. Like I, I, I get reminded of that sequence of them driving into Pittsburgh of him knowing it's an ambush happening. And he tells Ellie, you know, I've been on both sides before. Hmm. So when we get to the scene of him, getting uh when he dies and he's telling like abby just to get it done with he knows like at that point like you said matt like just do it get it over with he's done something to piss them off and just this is the world this is how it goes yeah i think i think in terms of like the idea of like and we're kind of we're kind of circling around this question of like was joel right you know to kind of do what he what he did at the at the end of the first game I don't think he was right. I think he was selfish. I think it's so true to his character because, um, and this is actually something that I, I, I sort of uh, came to start thinking about from the uh, the Survive and Endure podcast, 
or is it endure? No, survive and endure podcast. Yeah. So the, the endure and survive is the saying, but, uh, yeah, our friend, um, Daniel, who did the survive and endure show that Shane and I were guests on. Um, yeah. You know, he talked, well, he talked about, um, that moment in the first game of Joel, uh, you know, how, how true it is to his character because Joel at that first game, um, where Sarah sees that family on the road and she says, we need to help them. And he just says, someone else will come along. And so, you know, absolutely. He, he's selfish. It, I don't think it was the, the right decision, but would I have done that? Absolutely. If I was Joel, I would totally have done the same thing. And to your point, Matt, like I, I just love how he does double down on that throughout the entire experience. And he, he, he knows, he knows what he did and what he got out of it. And he's okay with that. Yeah. And it's the world that they live in, which we keep talking about too, right? Like it is a world of violence where um, violence is, you know, your first way out of, you know, most conflicts. I mean, is there another way where Joel probably could have talked to Marlene and, and talked to the Fireflies and even talked to, um, I forget Abby's dad's name. Is it, um, uh, I forget, but Abby's dad or, or someone like Joel maybe could have done it another way, but the Fireflies were brutal as well too. So who knows what would have happened to him if he didn't take, you know, the route. And I mean, the Fireflies aren't really in the right of not asking Ellie either. So like, but then Joel kind of knows if they would have asked Ellie, she probably would have given her life, which she confirms at the end of the game as well, right? She wanted her life to matter. And to him, her life does matter because he sees her, you know, living it and and falling in love and you know being her uh abby's dad name was jerry jerry was it jerry anderson dr anderson yeah i can't say that name without, without yeah. saying that do you the, guys yeah. um go ahead anthony the idea of like you know we saved ellie and you know this I'm giving you purpose for your life. Your life is not just going to be like, you're going to save everyone. And then she kind of like throws it in a, throws it away by going on this vengeance spree of killing and, 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 and losing everything that was in her life. It's just, it's such a tragic story. Yeah. You know? When you really, and, you know, and, uh, she really yeah. didn't do anything with the life that Joel gave her, it became more of this, you know, vengeance for his, his death. And that's not what he wanted. And it sucks. And, it's uh, sad. And that's what makes this, this video game an, an amazing game, an amazing story. It's like the tragic, the, the, the sorrow behind the and, whole thing. And I really wonder if the cycle of violence really ends. Cause another thing I wanted to bring up, like when I clued in right away when they're like, Oh, little baby JJ. And I'm like, Oh my God, Jesse and Jesse Joel. That yeah. is like also got me right away. Yep. And, um, and even then I'm like, I, I may be getting ahead of myself, but like there's so many people in this game where the cycle of violence could continue, whether it's Abby or, or Ellie, um, you know, committing that, that violence and, and leaving, not saying you have to end the cycle of like Ellie and Ellie does end the cycle of violence at the very end, but then there are other characters that are surviving that could, you know, start it back up again, which I think is interesting. Hmm. It's true. And, and Abby like kind of calls Ellie out on that, you know, when they're, when they're confronting one another at the theater. Yeah. And she's like, you killed my friends. She's like, I let you survive and you wasted it. She yeah. just tells her, like, she tells her, like, you're wasting this. And when you think about it too, like, Abby had one mission. Her group of the remaining Fireflies had one mission. That was to kill Joel. That was them completing that cycle. And then Ellie and Tommy and, 
and all of them now are involved in kind of restarting that circle and just making this this loop and keep going. Right where Abby's um, where Abby's story ended, Ellie's began. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, at the theater moment, like you mentioned, she again that moment that you said with with Lev telling her not to you know slit Dina's throat and and kill Ellie there yeah. uh, in that moment. Um, I think because going back when we talked about the most impactful deaths, I do think like Melon Owens is probably to me like the most brutal one. And then when Ellie finds out uh, she's pregnant and just in that moment, she has every right to, you know, probably not every right, but I would totally understand just like how she killed Joel of like getting revenge now on Ellie again to kill Dina. Uh, But she does try to kind of break that cycle once again, but it's still just eating away at Ellie until the very end of the game. It's true. Now we're in that. Oh, go ahead, Anthony. Sorry. If Abby didn't meet Lev, I think Abby would have killed her. Oh yeah, for sure. Because oh, that spirituality that she never experienced, and she kind of started to learn about the um, the scars and what they believed in, and you know what they represented, and then just her as their him as his character, um, and how he touched Abby in such a way that she hasn't experienced before. She gave him she she earned that empathy that she never had. Because she was killing anything. She was their top um, scars uh, hitman, right? Her arms were like fucking... Yeah, uh, she was, <laughs> I think she was just so yoked because I think she was just training to kill Joel. Like yeah. that was just yeah. her one goal, right? And that goes back to the flashbacks with Owen of just being like wanting to keep going back to training. But yeah, I think the, the Lev stuff and just as she sees how Lev... Um, just says fuck this i can't the i i'm going to be me no matter what and then how those they're outcasted and she has empathy for both yara and lev in that moment and and i think that just goes back to how you i think it just you know echoes again we talk about the juxtaposition between everything of how you know we have to humanize you know who we thought were the bad guys in this game, whether it be the Seraphites or the WLF or Ellie or Abby or whoever, and there are no good guys or bad guys. And I just feel like, yes, you can say like the WLF does bad things. Isaac tortures people and does stuff. And that ultimately when she sees, when Abby sees Lev and, and Lev sticking up to the people who said, Hey, you can't do this. Then Abby finally goes, yeah, maybe the WLF isn't for me. And I, I care about these people. And they're just hunting down these people that are mostly, yeah, they're a bit weird and culty, but like, uh, it, I don't know. It, it, it's so interesting how that game made me f- conflicted on all of these different groups of people. That moment I love when... when um, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I love that moment on the island when, you know, it's I know Abby. I was going to say, that's why. Was that what you're going to say too? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident. Uh, when, when Abby and Lev were escaping the islands and like they're having that moment where they're so like conflicted on what to do next and like abby just looks at lev and says you're my people yeah and they get off that island and just like you know what nate said earlier and we've all been kind of saying is that like lev and yara to an extent for abby what is a lot what ellie was for joel yeah at the start of the game um was there anything you wanted to add to that shay sorry no i was just gonna say like when, when you look back at you know abby's you know goal to get joel i think she maybe got too jacked to, to, like, I think, she, I think she underestimated like how like old Joel was and how like strong he was. Like she went in with a golf club, she could have just broken him in half, like Bane or something. Like I she could have. She really it's wasted both hands. I mean, I would have grabbed him at that moment and just ripped him. And, like, well, I don't think I, she. I don't think she knew. 
I don't think she knew how. I don't think she knew how he looked at all. I mean, um, true, right? You know, I, there's that beautiful, very subtle moment, and this game's filled with very subtle moments that you don't notice. You have to play it more than once. Um, where where uh, Tommy uh, introduces him and and Joel to Abby, and uh, and they're they're just running away from a bunch of infected, and she just looks. You know, the moment he says, "This is my mm. brother Joel," she's staring at him, and she she doesn't yeah. take his eyes off of him until Tommy goes. Abby, are you all right? And then she, she uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's incredible to kind of, you know, th- you can only imagine what she must have been thinking that she was going to be going up against. Um, right. there, you know, <laughs> there may have been a moment. Of been like, like, I spent too much time in the gym to get yes. this. <laughs> <laughs> Over- is this the character design for her? Because I didn't understand like her arms were like that big. And I'm like, Hmm. I thought it was, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like that she uh, was so obsessed with this guy. And like oh, you yeah. said, she doesn't. I, and, and Joel I is, a, is, a, is a brutal killer, right? Like he kills all those people in the hospital with no problem mm-hmm. and like and leaves all those dead bodies. So she has no idea like who this guy is. He could be this ultimate fucking killer badass, but really <laughs> he's, just, he's just Joel. But like, but Matt, uh, yeah, I kind of. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say you mentioned uh, you know representation in in this game, and we've got you know a gay character, we have a trans character, and we have a, a female character that's that's jacked. Like I don't exactly. think I've ever even seen that in Never. pretty much any medium. So it you know no. it can be a little bit. At first, you're kind of like, whoa, like okay, but then you fall in love with this character, you fall in love with Abby, and that her physicality sort of goes away, and you you understand where where she was coming from in in turning her body into that exactly. Yeah, exactly i totally agree with that yeah i think you see Ellen that obsession she's the badass of the game mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, do you like, guys dude, um i'm an assassin <laughs> she did and like it yeah. just like it just it just her body itself is just that visual storytelling that you're just like this has been her obsession for four years is coming to this moment to confront joel um, I have a question for you guys oh, on, please, on yeah. that point quickly. Um, did you guys play differently as Ellie and Abby? Because I found because of that physicality and just the way that those characters were that I, I, I said like I sucked at stealth and I played kind of, you know, uh, you know, diehard esque or John Wick esque or whatever. Um, and I do like that she's wearing a white tank top or Ellie's wearing a white <laughs> tank top buddies at the end, kind of like John McClane and diehard. And um, anyways, but like I played a little differently. Like when I was playing as Ellie, it was a little bit more stealth and brutal and with her switchblade and things like that and like or you know a silencer and and, and things like that where abby i found myself with her military kind of background and her training and stuff like that i found myself playing a little bit more you know um you know ballsy or just like uh, bombastic and and stuff like that too so i was wondering if you guys did that just based on how those two characters were man i was i was chasing down clickers with Abby, yeah. like I was just, I was just, I was like, oh yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna chase me. I'm gonna, ch- I'm gonna punch. Like I just beat up bloaters with her. The Rat King, I was punching. Like she's just, you just, I just love that she felt differently. You just mm-hmm. and her like death animations were, or sort of like her, I guess. Uh, takedown animations were oh so when she just like stomps on people's heads and or like when she yeah, when she, like, when she grabs heads, them, like, yeah when she grabs them by the neck and like just like like unhinges their head from their neck like it's, it's crazy ugh. you feel powerful playing as her and yeah. i i love that it was a really it was really cool yeah man 
Yeah, no, it was the same thing for me. Like when I play this, like I love playing these games as stealth personally. So when I was playing as Abby, I was like, huh, I'll still do stealth, but I'm going to use these fucking guns that she brought with her. Cause <laughs> yeah, buddy, when she was grabbing dudes and like just ripping off their necks pretty much, I was like, oh, I love this. This is so different <laughs> from playing as Ellie. And that's the beauty of this game. Yeah. While we're on the topic of g- gameplay, um, was there a moment in this game and I'll get Anthony, I'll get you to start us off with this one. Was there a moment at all in this game? Cause there's a lot of cutscenes that you wish you had control of the character and I'll, I'll get you to open us up Anthony on that. Um, can you put more context into that question? I'm trying to think like, is it like a scene where I just would, could you would. You would so I'll, I'll give an example. You know, we don't thankfully get the option of playing as Abby while she kills Joel. Would you have wanted to play as Abby when she killed Joel? Was there a moment, let's say, in that fight when you have to fight Ellie as Abby? Did you want to do that? Where I guess I guess to boil it all down, was there any moments in this game that you wish you had control over what was happening more? It would probably be um when you when you're playing as Abby and you're beating up your own character because at the end of the day for me it was like Ellie was my character so I'm like why am I beating mm-hmm. her up like she's like getting rocked really hard too um yeah it would be that part like that that uh, that movie theater scene where Abby was was started to chase down Ellie and I'm like man this is so weird because Ellie is she's my girl, man. Like, what, why am I, why am I attacking her? Why am I hunting her down? Why am I like sneaking and, and trying to like position myself to, to grab her from the back. And it was so weird seeing that because poor Ellie, she's right. so small compared to her. And it's like, <laughs> this person is, is just trying to, they're, they're, everyone's trying to survive. Um, but yeah, it would probably be the, the, the theater scene. She gets rocked in the face so hard. I'm like, Oh man, this that is, was like, the hardest scene. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was the hardest kind of sequence, like that boss fight against Ellie. I, I'm totally with you there. Like, I'm I'm kind of glad they made you do that because it was very uncomfortable. But uh, yeah, it was so difficult because I'm like, is this the end of the game? Because I, I kind of see where this might be going and I do not want this to happen. And it was just so tough to play through that whole boss fight. Just off mm-hmm. of that, just off of that boss fight, um, you know, we talk about mirrors to the first game. That moment for me, and it's interesting that you guys mentioned, like, you, like, yeah, I too did not want to attack Ellie. I did not want to do the things that Abby does to Ellie in that moment. But at the same time, I also started feeling like, man, this, this reminds me so much of the David scene in in the first one and it's you know they obviously did that in a way from a gameplay perspective from the way you're sneaking around and the way that they kind of but i'm just like wow like they're really painting ellie as you know another monster in this world and it's just so it's it was just such an incredible moment for me while i was playing to kind of come to that realization of like wow like she's she's the thing that she despised in the last game and it's just you know it's it's ah it's Oh, fantastic. <laughs> um, just, just to, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to, I, well, I'm going to go off course a little bit just in terms of like moments that you wanted or that people wanted to control. A lot of people are saying, you know, to Daniel, you had mentioned um, beating uh, Joel with the golf club. People are saying like, that would have been so much more impactful if it was Abby doing it. And I actually think it's, that's absolutely the opposite. I think oh, that, 100%. right? It's Ellie's helplessness that matches your helplessness as a character 
where you're, or as a, as a player where you're, you're, you're just watching this unfold and you have to, you just have to sit there and take it. And that is so yeah. much more powerful than giving it. Shay, I'll get your thoughts on that next. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I'm really glad we didn't have to have a, uh, a quick time event during the Abby and Owen sequence. Mm-hmm. I was really afraid I'd have to no. mash square or hold triangle for too long. Press R two to swing. They learned, yeah. They learned from God of War. Yeah, from God of War. Yeah, Corley Barlog showed up one day and kind of gave. He's him like, a- guys, don't do that. Bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh God, please be a cutscene. Um, but I, you know, for me, I think the moment that I really wanted to play and. Now, obviously, in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't, but it was a sequence with Ellie when she goes and kills uh, Owen and Mel because I was like, no, no, I, I want to shoot these people. I I hate them so much. Let me kill them. And then, obviously, as we play the game, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I didn't get to kill them, mm. but Ellie did. So that, to me, was was the moment. But, uh, Nate, I totally agree with you. I, I do not want to kill Joel. I don't know why people would. And if you do, I'm sure you've got to sick and disgusting reason for it but um <laughs> yeah. no we probably have a like reason that. but yeah. i love how the game takes that control away from you right before exactly. it happens right you yeah. play as abby right up to that moment and i knew that moment was probably about to happen oh, and i'm yeah. like oh how, how are they gonna do this and then they kind of rip the control from you right when he gets shot in the leg and mm-hmm. um or that cut scene obviously when they go in there but um yeah another moment that comes to mind as well too um is when Ellie is in the hospital and she's confronting Nora and it literally, she's going to beat this information out of her. And this game kind of jumps from there. Like you have the option to strike obviously, and it's focused on Ellie. You're not seeing what she's doing, but it's just striking. And you're just hearing uh, this, I guess, crowbar just beat the shit out of Nora at this point. And it kind of just cuts to the theater and she and Ellie's just saying, yeah, I got the information I needed out of her. And it kind of, uh, it just kind of gives the whole story context and Ellie context of why Joel had to die at that point. Right. Yeah. And then we're treated to more flashbacks. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like we spoke about it already, but there's a lot of brutality in this game. And there's a lot of moments that we don't, I guess we're we're passive in that sense where we're sitting and we're watching this happen like you said Matt like we're it's it's taken control from us earlier instead of it just kind of it happening in us not having control like we're in the scene so we're watching it unfold and we can kind of feel that horror along with the with the characters and yeah. I and I prefer that cuz I like there's some really dark moments that to gamify it I don't think would do the actual scene and the the cinema of it all, I think justice. Hmm. I agree. Yeah, man, there's this game is this game is special. Like it's just it's it's amazing. I just want to I'll I'll throw this one out to Anthony because he's I think he said he's hated Abby the most out of everyone I've spoken to. <laughs> um, was Anthony was Abby redeemable? Yeah, or was Abby justified? Hmm. Is a better question. Um, yeah, you know, like going back to it. Yeah, she is. I don't know. Maybe the way she killed him was a little bit much, but like I, I don't know. I don't think her father went through the same punishment. Probably got shot in the head. And good night. You're going. You're going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> My God, man! No, if anything, no, no, bedtime, you know. 
but yeah, she was redeemable. She was. Hmm. She was, you know, she. Once you learn about her character and her story and her friends and how she got there and what she she lost and she's this it's exact same story as Ellie. She's she lost everything, even to this day, she lost everything. Her 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 set like her humanity she lost and she regained it back when she met Lev. I wish and you know Ellie regained it back when she met Dina and lost it because she had to get that vengeance. Yeah. Um, but without without you know without getting that vengeance, she would have been dead, Abby. Right? She would have been strung up to that pole in the ocean. And I thought she was. That is also that's a great point. Dead. It's so weird. It's such a weird, complex, juxtaposed, juxtaposed storyline that you know, if this person didn't do this, then she wouldn't have gone there. Then she wouldn't have ended up here. And yeah, but yeah, she is redeemable. I'm not like a, I'm still not a fan of her, but <laughs> that's fair. No, I think you make a great point that I just I hadn't even thought of. Of like, yeah, she she'd still be strung up on that thing if Ellie wasn't you know obsessed with this you know vengeance on her. So she probably would have died. So Ellie ends up saving her not in more than one way at the end, which is something I, I just didn't even. You know, I, I knew of her like letting her go at the end, but you make a great point about yeah, she'd be strung up on that pole, and her and Lev would be you know dead right now. Yeah, it was harrowing to see them strung up on that pole, especially seeing, um, like you you know you could see that her hair was cut, her body mass is reduced dramatically, because mm-hmm. um, she was kind of strung up by the rattlers. Um, before we talk a little bit more about Santa Barbara, this game does a hard left turn after the theater because it automatically jumps to what I think like I thought, and we were kind of talking about too. I thought the theater, that confrontation kind of taking on Ellie, I thought that almost was going to be the end of the game. Yeah. So we kind of jump to the farm. It's a very epilogue looking place. Um, but we kind of, we get it, especially for, it, it reminded me a lot of the epilogue for Uncharted 4, where we're kind of on the beach and interacting with all the different things in the house. And you're like, oh, is this our happy ending? Um, was that, Did you guys kind of all feel that way as well? I'll get Matt to uh, to start us off with this one. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I definitely thought that that was the, uh, the epilogue to the entire thing. And I think the game is, it, I think it, that's intentional. They want you to think, I think this game feels like it has, you know, four or five different endings. And I don't think that's, you know, a bad thing. I usually that can be a complaint in a movie or something like that, where I'm like, fuck, this thing needs to end. Let's get this going. But I just wanted more of this game. So I feel like for me, it was always a, a, a welcome surprise and almost heartbreaking even more where, uh, where Ellie can't even like let this thing go where you think it is an epilogue, but when you get that uh, PTSD moment of, of Joel in the farm when she's holding JJ and then you're like, oh man, this is not over yet. And this is someone who is, you know, uh, still her life is, is, is still Joel and, and she can't get away from it. And, and in that moment when Abby, you know, left her there and said, if I ever see you again, uh, I'll kill you. Um, which should have been the moment where she's just like, okay, I got to let this go. Everyone in my life, I've killed most of her friends. She killed, uh, you know, some important people in our life and she's in love with Dina. She has this, they have this wonderful kid. And, um, but that moment I was just, it caught me off guard in, in the farm where she, um, uh, starts seeing flashes of Joel and I'm uh, like, Oh the man, baby have- cheap man. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um, 
and then I'm like, oh fuck, we got more of this game. And then you got a couple hours after that, and um, which is crazy. I definitely thought it was the epilogue for sure. Uh, Nate, how about you? How did you? Uh, what were your thoughts on this farm sequence? Well, yeah, seeing Ellie with the simple life. It's you know, I'm not gonna lie and say that like I wanted the game to keep going after that. Like I totally wanted it to end. I wanted her to have her beautiful little life with Dina and and you know, speaking about the farm and just like just for a quick second as an aside, like um, all the little moments of dialogue that they talk about. There's a moment where they're in the bank and uh, and they see a bunch of money and uh, Dina asks. Uh, this is in Seattle yeah. and Dina asks Ellie like what would you do with all that money and uh ellie says ellie says i'd go to or i'd go to space and then dina says that she would she would have a farmhouse and they they get into Mm -hmm. that conversation so to kind of cut to that farm moment i was like she got it and and i was so happy but but yeah that that uh that baby sheep was bad business and uh and listen in a game where puns are are so welcomed i thought it would be okay but um but no it it honestly that i don't think i've ever played anything or i don't even think i've watched a movie well there's definitely been movies i haven't watched a movie that i think portrays ptsd in the way that this game did um and and really to kind of help you to understand what was to come next and why it had to come next um and it's not ellie you know originally i'm like she she just should stay there she doesn't need to leave ellie uh, you know this isn't going to fix your problem ellie like i'm yelling at the screen and and in reality, it, it's it's her method of, of sort of saying, I will never get past this. This will ruin the lives of those around me. It already is, you know, exactly. from that from that PTSD that she's experiencing and from that moment she has in the in the barn with JJ. And she's like, I, this is too dangerous. This can't keep happening. I need to take care of this. And, that, it, you know, whether or not the way that she goes about doing that is is right or wrong, um, that was her way of doing it. And. Oh man, I I was I was both those moments where I was like, okay, is this gonna keep going? And then I was also like, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, um, there's so many beautiful moments in that in that sequence in the farm, and you know when Dina kind of catches uh, Ellie leaving because again Ellie seems to be have was going to be taking off in the middle of the night um, to kind of pursue Abby. Um, you just, you just, their relationship with one another is so believable. And I, I know we, we've spoken so much about it, but just the performance in the performances in this game by, you know, uh, and that's our Sorry. time folks. No, it's okay. <laughs> that's um, my bad. <laughs> uh, just our, just the performances in this game from Ashley Johnson and Shannon, uh, Shannon, uh, Wood, Woodward, Woodward, yeah. Woodward uh, as, as Woodward. Dina and you know Laura Bailey is Abby and Troy Baker is Joel like these are Oscar level Oscar caliber performances yeah and you know like we I was joking with you this week too Matt like when you put out your list of like top movies of the year the last of us is right up there you know Anthony said it too like everything in this game feels so not just cinematic but just believable through and through and it really hurt because I, I feel like by the end, by the time the farm came, me as a person, I just felt so emotionally drained. I'm like, oh my god, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to do this all over again. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of get to Santa Barbara, and we, we kind of start this, uh, the, I guess, to start 
to bring it to the end of Ellie's journey and Abby's journey in Santa Barbara, which starts with uh, heart again, breaks your heart with Abby kind of reaching out and finding fireflies in Catalina, like through the radio. And as soon as she leaves that house, she gets overtaken by these rattlers. Yeah who are absolutely brutal. Mm. Like they are like actual villains. Like where I said the WLF and, and the Seraphites, even to an extent you can kind of humanize them. But when you go to that hotel and just see what these people are doing, you're like, holy shit. Just wait till last of us part three. You'll empathize with them pretty soon. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were capturing them all yeah, to well, build a new society. Okay. Okay. Oh, you know, there was, there was a part in the game where one of the, one of these rattlers is kind of instigating a, an infected and i think the infected guy's name is anthony and he's like what oh yeah i remember that so i let that i let anthony go and he fucking killed everyone <laughs> <laughs> yes. I let, i'm like oh this is a cool mechanic i'll just let this uh this infected kill everyone That's for awesome. me be, but yeah once you yeah, get the that was really uh, cool. boom you started like <laughs> knocking them off really quickly mm-hmm I took a screenshot of that moment when he says Anthony because I was going to share it to you, but I know you weren't done the game yet, so I was hoping you'd get to it because I also let Anthony loose, and <laughs> you know, just like you, Anthony, he he killed a lot of people. So <laughs> I loved that one of the rattlers was Logic, and then the other guy looked like yeah, Kevin Nash. yeah, very weird. <laughs> uh, I love that moment too, where uh, like Ellie kind of like we once we kind of take over as Ellie and we're catching up. It's been a couple months since Abby was taken. And, you know, the same kind of rattlers that Abby had to deal with are now like in front of Ellie and Ellie's just, no matter what's happening, she's going to shit talk you no matter what. And she just fed that other dude to the clicker. Mm. It was so, oh man, I, I, I wanted to applaud. It was mm, such satisfying. a good moment. And I love that because even using Ellie's immunity as like a, a kind of something that she uses throughout the game with both the death of like Nora jumping into the, you know, the, uh, 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 God, the what am I thinking? Why ground zero around? in the hospital? Spores. Yeah. spores. I couldn't yeah. think of the word spores. Um, when <laughs> they fall into the the basement with the spores, and then uh, in this moment where she just you know intentionally gets her arm bit so she can get loose, I think that's just such a a cool thing to build upon. Where that her immunity really isn't obviously a big part of this game other than they they do talk that mel is the only other person that probably could have performed that surgery on her and ellie ends up you know killing her just like joel killed you know jerry poor jerry um so i don't know i just i really love that and i think that's a great point of when she just kind of like launches her arm into the infected to kind of get rid of um logic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now we're we're at the end of the game you know ellie has fought through many a rattlers at this point to finally confront abby who is literally being crucified what it looks like or just mm-hmm. being hung hung up to die um did you guys want to kill abby at this point and i will uh, get shay to answer that first uh, you know what, man, there, there was a big moment in this game where I, I was at peace with Abby at this point. So for me to want to kill Abby, I didn't even want them to even instigate this fight. When I saw Ellie get to her boat, I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is nice. It's a little anticlimactic, but you know what? I'm sure Naughty Dog, okay, no, wait, no, Ellie's gonna, Ellie wants to fight. So yeah. then I see this whole thing kind of start off and, and that there's that moment in the trailer and, and also in that scene where she's drowning Abby and you're seeing Ellie's reaction, which is the most amazing 
mocap and acting that I think I've ever seen in a video game. Just that you can see the pain and hate leaving Ellie's face right there. And um, in that moment, I was like, no, 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 really, please don't kill her. But I was so afraid of that moment. Lev was just going to jump out of the boat and like maybe stab Ellie or something. And then Ellie dies. But then luckily, you know, we just lose a couple fingers and Huh. They kind of come to their peace, but I, I did not want Abby to die. I did not want Ellie to die. I was satisfied with them coming to terms with everything and just moving on. Yeah, me too. I was Anth- in the same yeah, boat. Yeah, Anthony. It was, uh, it was in the such same a- boat. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Catalina, here we come. <laughs> to those two, to their revenge against each other. It was just great. It was, it almost had like a, you know, like a Kill Bill vibe to it. You know, let's let's have a night fight with knives in the middle of the ocean, and, and you could see like I don't know what Ellie wanted to fucking kill her so bad, and you could tell like this girl is malnutrition, mal malnourished, can't eat. It hasn't you know eaten in months probably, and she's literally punching and surviving because that's all they're that's all they can do is survive. Yeah. I'm like, if I lived in this world, I would just kill my. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you, you, Anthony, you would you would have been you would have been the infected. You would have been Anthony. That, that yeah. was true. <laughs> Comes full circle. Yeah, true. But yeah, no, I'm definitely uh, ending sequence. No, go- yeah, I'm totally with you, Anthony and 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 Shay. Like, I, I really in that moment, part of me still, I just because I love Ellie so much, so I kind of I was just like, I still part of me wants to, but I totally understand, and I think it's totally satisfying that she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And um, I do like w- once we even get to that moment, and I realize that's what the title screen was at the beginning of the game. I'm like, oh, oh you motherfuckers! It's right in front of our faces the whole time, and like mm-hmm. both the marketing and, and at the title screen. And I love that it changes at the end. And yeah, I, I, like I said, I think uh, you know, an hour and forty minutes ago when we first started, is just like that moment where Ellie, I think it, again, talking about juxtaposition of just like that farmhouse and all the PTSD that she's having. And then I just, I, it stuck with me my second playthrough. And I, and, and Nate, I agree with you that I, I saw so much more that second playthrough and the little moments and things like that. And what really stuck with me this time is like, they keep showing you that Ellie is living with this image of Joel's brutalized face of just, you know, his bloody beaten face that she saw while she was lying on the ground. And then finally, as she's fighting Abby and she's drowning her, she sees a flash of, you know, Joel, regular dad Joel that she remembers right and it's her finally letting go of Joel and letting go of what he did and letting go what Abby did and just almost it's that it to not get too religious or something too but like even being in the water and like that you know absolving someone of their sins kind of thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, not that, and the game does play with religion with the seraphites and Lev there and things like that too and for sure um, and I think that in that moment, and then she sees that flash of Joel, and right when she sees that flash of Joel that moves from his beaten, bloody face to just regular my the, this dad that I loved, um, she can finally let him go, and she lets Abby go, and she kind of abolishes both of their sins and, and kind of ends that cycle of violence. And I think it was just such a, a beautiful, uh, uh, perfect ending uh, before we get you know that second epilogue um, back at the farm, which we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah, you know, we we see everything that Ellie has lost up to this point and what Abby has lost up to this point. And, you know, the fact that we're now back on our farm, which is empty, it's gone pretty much of all traces of Dina and JJ being there. And, you know, Ellie's just 
at a crossroads in her life right now. Like we don't know where she goes and we'll kind of speculate on where she goes at the end, but she's there. And, you know, even with the guitar that Joel has given her, you know, she's unable to play his song because the loss of, of, of her fingers at this point. And it just, it just kills you because you're just like, this girl has gone through so much and revenge has consumed her. And now the thing that has, I guess, has tied her and brought a connection between her and Joel and, and tied back to the relationship in the first game of her, of Joel wanting to teach her to play guitar. And now she's not even able to do that properly now because of her pursuit of vengeance. And she's lost the woman that she's loved. But I think, I think that's, I think, that's so unbelievable in that moment where you get to it and you're like, oh, she's going to play his song. Oh, wait, she can't play his song. And she realizes that. And then she sort of, she breathes in and she looks out. And then she just puts the guitar down and walks away. And, and to me, that's, that's her... That's her like one last sort of, you know, uh, Matt, you said that she said goodbye in the water. She said, gu- yeah. she said goodbye in the water. She said goodbye at the farm though. Like it really, oh, she, with the guitar, you yeah. know, she the guitar took, is Joel. Yeah. <laughs> right. She took that moment and, and just sort of said, you know, she's like, Oh, I want to, I want to see Joel one more time. I'll play his song. And she can't. And then she comes to terms with that and she puts the guitar down and walks away. And I think it's so powerful because as a player, I wanted exactly what Ellie wanted in that moment. And it's, it's not there anymore. And that's okay. It's, uh, and even to quickly jump on that too, like even like her losing Dina and JJ as well, like Dina leaves that crooked still album, like right on top of the guitar, right beside it. Right. Which is that song that plays from in their first kiss, oh, like, yeah. and the, and the album, the record that you put on at the farm when, and Dina's doing the dishes is that, that record that's very prominent in the entire game. And it's that moment of their first kiss. So just everything in that one room is all Ellie has in that moment. Right. And she kind of, you know, finally has to, you know, put it all behind her and move on. Where did Ellie go at the end of the game, Anthony? She went to Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) You think they opened it back up by that point? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think she went to go find Dina. Yeah. I don't think she left her alone. I don't think, like, she she crossed the country just to go find Abby, and there's no way she's not going to go find Dina. Hmm. Do you think Dina's in Jackson or somewhere else? That I don't know. Yeah. I don't think she went back to Jackson. Just based on the the letter, I don't think the letter that Jesse's mom right. wrote, I remember reading it. I'm like, no, I don't think she would go back. I think she wants to just live alone for hmm. a bit. But yeah, I think she went to go find her. I think that's she she would have to. Like yeah. where else is she gonna go? Part part of my Yeah. Well, I was just going to say part of my, like my heart <laughs> absolutely wants her to go to Jackson, find Dina. Dina gives her a hug. Uh, you know, she hugs JJ. She says, hi, little potato. And, and then they, <laughs> you know, and then they, and then they, they, they figure out how to continue and how to move on. Another part of me thinks though, that what if she uses this opportunity to make that decision again? And I know that, like I don't think she, I don't think Ellie is fully aware of the idea that like the only doctor that could have done the procedure uh, is dead. Like I don't think like she knows that obviously Abby's dad is is dead. I, I guess I think, but but she doesn't 
you know, I don't think she, she fathoms that concept that like, that's impossible now. So what if, what if she then sort of says, well, you know what? I've said goodbye to Joel. He took that decision away from me. I'm on my own. I don't have anyone. This is the last thing that I can give. And maybe I should go find uh, the, the fireflies and maybe I should try to see this thing through. We have that, uh, you know, Dina almost has a, like Ellie's almost like a, like struggling with like an an addiction with Ellie. Yeah. Like they almost have that depend, like Ellie has that constant need for almost violence. Like she's like fixing like a drug addiction within her almost. It kind of has that, that feeling of it. And Dina is almost just like done dealing with it. I think at at this point, Uh, I'm hoping at the end she's, you know, she's, she's kind of put her past behind her at this point and i'm hoping she's going to go find dina shay what do you think where's she going you know i mean my heart says she's going to go back to dina because i want her story to kind of you know come to an end um but you know nate you bring up a great point she definitely could have gone to see if someone else can find a cure because i think at this point she's she i think has now lived her life the way she's wanted to and and that's it. That like that that's pretty much it for her. Um, and I think she's okay with going out the right way. But you know what? I, I hope I hope she went and just found Dina, and now they're they're you know having fun with JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, where do you think uh, Ellie went at the end? And I'd love for you to tie in if this at all ties into your predictions for a Last of Us Part Three. Yeah, I mean, uh, part of me I agree with you guys that I think that you like options are probably jackson or trying to find the fireflies if she gets wind of you know what abby was going to do and and i think their their paths could cross again if we get more but we can all speculate if we even should get any more of this which much like the first game i feel like a lot of us might go maybe we don't need it mm-hmm. um i don't know like and then uh, just selfishly the references to canada in the game in vancouver and mm-hmm. um just me wanting to see what a post-apocalyptic toronto or or <laughs> oh, canada please. would be like and i would just love to see the difference there of like if she really does need a fresh start and i know there's some references to canada i think in both dialogue and in some of the letters there and i know they're pretty close uh because they're in seattle for a lot of the game um i don't know like i've been wanting a game set in in toronto and in in canada for for a long ass time and i because i just uh, just a dork like that that likes to see you know the streets that i'm like i could only imagine if i lived in seattle and seeing how it was like in that game and just like that would be the coolest fucking thing to me and i know that they'll probably toronto you know keeps popping up in places that we we don't expect and i think it's put on the map more and more um but part of me would like to see what other countries would be like Mm -hmm. and because i know this is a global event and we've been very you know focused on a cross-country united states of america kind of thing and i think they they've covered a lot of that now um with the cross-country journey from the first game and then covering you know the west coast in the second game um if they were to do more or where ellie would go i don't know maybe she goes for a complete fresh start i could see her living you know like uh, up in you know somewhere in canada in a, a very solo kind of isolated kind of thing and then maybe she's brought into the story uh, somehow again involved with abby or i don't know what the hell that they would do but part of me likes to think i want her happy story too so obviously i do want her to go back to dina um and and i think dina would be willing like you know i i have a feeling that seeing ellie finally you know 
putting everything behind her, I think she would maybe, you know, reconcile with her much like she could never reconcile with Joel. Um, so I would like to see her not want to waste that opportunity now. So I hope she goes to Dina. Part of me just from a dorky, cause we live in, you know, Canada and it doesn't get showcased in games. <laughs> I kind of want her to be somewhere up North. Yeah. You know, Ubisoft, like you have so many, you have so many studios here, you know, just put, let's put, toronto or vancouver or montreal somewhere in a game you know just let, let's let us explore that. i know we got a little bit of that in assassin's creed because i think when you go to yeah um, we get quebec and i think yeah because uh, in origins? ubisoft headquarters and stuff like that or yeah. don't when you visit like the ubisoft offices or maybe i'm getting that wrong but um yeah and then part three i'd be curious to see what you guys think because i keep thinking about because again we talked about this entire game and i've been obsessing it over the last three weeks or so um uh I just don't know like what, and I, we, I don't think none of us could obviously have predicted what this game is going to be. So if they do do a part three, I don't know if we'll, I, I, I'm definitely not smart enough to figure out what that story would be. Um, and then I just keep thinking about what the last of us, um, TV show for HBO is going to be like too, because, um, almost more so than part three, cause I do love, and I think this has a beautiful ending and a perfect, you know, end cap. But then I keep thinking about that title screen of the boat at Ca- Catalina Island. And I, yeah. for some reason think that that's intentional. Mm. And then, um, uh, but maybe it's just saying that she, you know, Abby did get there. She got her happy ending as well. Um, but then, yeah, from a film and television standpoint and how video games, you know, haven't really been taken seriously with their adaptations and they're, they're not, there's been rarely a good video game adaptation. There's been some that have been fun. Um, but I think last of us does have the potential to, you know, um, I do want to share this story and I really hope it is Joel and Ellie's story in the show. And I think it will be Um, because there are people like, you know, I mentioned my fiance Nevis and she's watched me play a a bunch of the games. I've spoiled everything by just, you know, gushing about it to her. Um, But I do want, you know, she's, probably wouldn't play this game and my mom wouldn't play this game or my dad wouldn't play this game. And like, um, just, I know they would watch an HBO show. So for Mm -hmm. me to have that experience of sharing the story with them or Eric, even who I do my podcast with, he's just not a gamer. Like I mentioned at the beginning, but he is very excited for the HBO show. So for me, I'm thinking more about that than I am even part three right now. Um, But I'm curious to see what you guys think too. It's funny that, uh, you know, sharing this game with people. I remember when the first Last of Us came out, I was playing through the beginning and it was just such a, like the prologue, it was such a gut punch that I was showing my dad and he, like all these years, he's always been talking about like, man, that game was amazing. And he was so happy when he found out that it was going to be an HBO show and he was going to start watching actually like a playthrough of it on YouTube just to see the story. Cause he was so just interested in what it was. And of course, I don't know how it happened. As I was showing him part two, it literally was the scene of Abby and Owen just going at it. And my dad just kind of looks at me and he's just like, is that you doing that? I'm like, dad, <laughs> this is this, this is a, a cut scene in yeah. this game that is happening. Uh, is I'm not controlling this. No, dad, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, part three, man, I, I don't know. I would love, it's, it's one of those things that if you're, if the last of us is so in, intrinsically tied to Joel and Ellie and now Ellie at this point that you know if there is part three I don't see there being any way of doing it without Ellie being involved so wherever in the world that takes us whatever it means that she's doing I'm involved I'm, I'm here for it and I know Neil Druckmann will have 
uh, a spin on it that is going to be worth playing and worth telling. So, mm. yeah, I'm if it, if it happens, I'm here for it. Mm. Um, does anyone else have a take on part three that they'd want to uh, before we start wrapping up? Yeah, uh, well, want to kind of tell their thoughts on? Yeah, like so. The crazy thing about this part two is that you know hearing hearing Neil Druckmann talk about it um, and just talking about how difficult it was to create part two because of how much they had to to go off of on the first one, like the first one being so, so, uh, you know, reveled, revel, (laughs) so loved. Um, And, and the fact that they, they were able to amp it up to 11, they were able to take moments and, and improve upon them and, and, and dive deeper into these overall arching themes. They would only, you know, that's how video games work. That's how video game culture works. The next one would need to be better. And so as someone who's creating the game, I can't, I can't possibly imagine what they would need to do to make a part three. But if they were to make a part three, or if I was to make a part three, um, I think that I, what, I would, what I would love to see would be Lev uh, as a main protagonist. Um, I would really dig uh, getting Lev's, kind of continuation of that story that can involve Abby. It can involve Ellie, but we're focused specifically on him. And I think, you know, they've mentioned many times, nope, there's no DLC. There's not going to be a DLC. If there's a DLC, how cool would it be if they were kind of going towards part three being Lev's story afterwards and the DLC, like a two hour DLC could be uh, Lev, you know, starting the, the moment where Lev shaves his head. You know, and 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 they, the, you get to experience that side of the Seraphites, and you get to experience oh, that, cool, yeah. right? That sort of, the, you know, you'll have moments where, yeah, they'll have to deal with clickers because, you know, obviously Lev is really good with with a bow, so you know he he has experience with it. It's not like he's just picking it up where we pick him up. So you know, to kind of have that experience of him learning the ropes, training, and and going through his relationship with his sister, and going through his relationship with his mother, and and getting to see the that side. Of it that would be such a cool DLC that I think would go f- perfectly with a beautiful part three where we get to pick up with Lev where we left off and I just think that's kind of a, a cool way to sort of say hey these characters Abby and Ellie we really experienced their story and for as much as there's still maybe moments and aspects to kind of talk about with them um, I don't think they need to be the main characters in the next game but that's what yeah. I think <laughs> It's you know there's there's so much opportunity and like uh, I forgot which one of us made the joke of it but like I can't wait to see who the villain quote unquote villain is going to be of <laughs> which character we killed by mistake in this game and now is coming after us yeah. in the next game. Um, yeah, I mean just jumping off that because I I think you could involve JJ if you skip ahead like because um, I mean with with Jesse getting you know killed by Abby I feel like that's maybe somewhere you can play with and have you know, Ellie and JJ in the, in the Joel and Ellie roles kind of swapped. And mm. I think that could be cool. And maybe you have Lev and Abby still on the other side, like uh, now with Lev being in, in his twenties or something like that. And I think if you do jump ahead, I think, I think I would like to see a big time jump if they were to do it um, maybe, but uh, Nate, I think you have an interesting take. I think that's really cool. I just want to see Abby get her arms back. Like I just need to see her <laughs> come oh, back she will. stronger. She will. You just want, you just want She's that. Really cool here. You want that cutscene mini game of just getting jacked again. <laughs> oh, buddy. If I'm at the gym, just holding square while she's just doing like barbells. <laughs> that's all I want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, this has been an amazing conversation before we, we finish this all up. 
I just want to give each of us a chance to have our kind of our closing statement, just like we had in our opening. Um, so we'll go uh, where I'm going to get Shay to start us off with this one. Thank you. Um, I, I was looking forward to this conversation for so long because this game has challenged me to think about video games and film in, in a lot of different ways. And what I love about this game that I did was, and when I look back at the moments in the theater where I had to hunt Ellie and I, and I didn't want to do that, I've never had that experience in the video game. And to all people that are hating this game out there, they haven't played this game because like Matt said in the beginning, like there's no way you're, you're playing this and experiencing this and thinking at any point, this is bad. This is easily one of the best games ever that I've ever had a chance of playing and witnessing. And I can't wait to go through it again. I can't wait to show my girlfriend. I can't wait to show everybody this game. But I, I'm i so excited of what Nidoc has done that even if they don't go back to this universe and they tell us another story, I'm, I'm on board because whatever they print out is gold. And um, The Last of Us, uh, part one and part two, or just, I guess you just call it The Last of Us as this whole complete story, um, is is one of the best narratives and easily one of the best video games of all time. And it's it deserves every praise that it's getting. Yeah, that's, um, you, you said it all, Shay. Um, yeah, I didn't Nate. want you guys to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, thanks for listening. No, uh, Nate, I'll get you to... Um, to, to go next. Yeah, well, I mean, you're going to hear from all five of us uh, a lot of words that sound hyperbolic in this next uh, oh, yeah. moment of the podcast. But I will tell you, just hearing it from other people that have played it, that have finished it, that do love it, it's it's not it's not hyperbole. Like it's 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 absolutely the best game. Um, I just want to quickly say just a few things here. So, from a gameplay perspective, no other game has succeeded in working me down to my last bullet at the bottom and the <laughs> bottom of my health in every single yeah. battle, making it feel like every single battle was was as brutal as it was. Um, having to take heavy breaths afterwards. Uh, the duality of the story was done so well. Um, I've never had a game that made me feel bad for the things that I done to the opposing characters we talked about the fact that like there is no villain in this game there's no right or wrong it's just a messy world filled with beautiful horrific flawed and human moments and it's really the best and and worst outcomes of both love uh and obsession and and lastly like the big thing i want to talk about because matt you mentioned you know over and over again and this is a movie podcast and matt you have a movie podcast and my podcast we talk a lot about movies we talk a lot about video games as well or we're starting to talk more about video games now that we're getting more involved with the last of us but honestly only in my experience only video games have the ability to put you into other people's life experiences only video games can bring you closer to understanding what it's like to be someone of a different outlook a different race gender or sexuality and it's games and stories like this one that challenge our own views of both justice and empathy that i think represent the best function of this medium and it's it's this game was incredible it's the best narrative i've ever witnessed or experienced in a game I, I've I've never experienced anything that's challenged me as much as it has in in a video game, and it's a masterpiece. I I do think that Naughty Dog, and again, this all sounds like a lot of hyperbolic speech, but Naughty Dog once again redefined narrative storytelling in video games, and it's it's my favorite video game that I've ever played, and that's it. Just replaced The Last of Us for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony, you're up, my friend. Yeah, I'll be quick and short. Um... Yeah, go play it. If you have a PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation 4, 
Go play it. Um, yeah, this game is going to be one of those games that will be remembered forever. It's that memorable. It's that good. It's that great. Um, it will leave you wanting more. It will leave you wanting answers and, and, and challenge the way you think video games are made. Um, because it, it definitely did for me. Um, but yeah, this, this game is, it's, it's so unique. It's something that you probably have never experienced ever in a video game, just the narrative itself and, and the characters that you meet and the story that it drives through and, and, and not even the, the violence that's in it, but like just the humanity that is that underlining part. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Thank you, Anthony and, and Matt. Yeah. I mean, I echo the statements of all, all of you guys really with Anthony, Shay, Nate, and I'm sure Daniel, you next, but, um, so I, I won't repeat it, but I agree with everything you said. And, and, uh, Nate, you, you said something that I totally agree with that, like video games and, and how I've tried to pitch them to people, you know, that, are are movie lovers and TV lovers. And this is kind of how I started my spiel at the beginning. So I'll, you know, I'll mirror my own uh, statements. Um, But being, uh, having that controller in your hands, controlling the like characters in games, I just feel like I connect with them on another level. And like, I feel like I retain so much more sometimes from a game and a great story like this than uh, it's uh, from more, a more passive experience, like watching a movie. And I, I mean, I'm obsessed with movies. I watch movies every single day. Uh, nonstop but like there's something special about the type of storytelling you get in games and i i I completely agree with all of you guys that i love where we're at in games right now and and it's such it's still such a new medium that we're just getting to like you know the good stuff and like and it's taken us a little while but it, it again i i just feel like there's so much potential here as we go into you know next gen and and i cannot wait to see what naughty dog ne- does next and whether it's a last of us part three or or whatever they do and just you know games in general what stories that they'll be able to give us because it's a completely different medium a, a completely different type of storytelling that i think more people i mean gaming's huge but there is a big you know section of people who don't aren't gamers and they don't pick up a controller because it's just not their thing and then that leads me to the one thing that we haven't really talked about so i want to just use this time but accessibility in general and it's something that we didn't necessarily touch on because we were focused on story points so i think that makes sense but i think it's this is the obviously the most accessible game of all time and and i urge you guys to go uh our friend steve sailor um the blind gamer um he um he actually worked on this game of of helping you know naughty dog um put some great accessibility options in the game to help anyone you know have the the same experience we're having and toronto i think that's boy just, too yeah yeah toronto boy and, and and steve is great so i urge you to go check out the blind gamer steve sailor he has he'll be able to talk about you know all the accessibility options and and how wonderful they are and then taking that point and also be from film and television fans i, I mentioned my very light playthrough and i feel like that is in there ex- again from an accessible standpoint from a different um, kind of way of just people who love great stories and might not be gamers where you can just go in and have this very light 
um, gameplay experience to just experience this story. So uh, if you're listening to this and you're a film fan and you just maybe didn't play the game, but you wanted to see hear us talk about it, um, I urge you to maybe try it if you can borrow a PS4 off someone and play it on very light difficulty. I've been trying to tell Eric to do that. But or again, the HBO show is 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 coming or watch some streams on Twitch, but this needs to be experienced even if you, um, you know, aren't a gamer. And I just feel like great stories are great stories and video games are starting to have amazing stories. And um, yeah, I, I echo that statement that The Last of Us Part Two is probably my favorite game of all time, passing, you know, um, Last of Us 1 and uh, the most recent God of War game and Super Mario RPG. So, <laughs> you know, I love that you you brought up accessibility and, and you're right, you know, we focused a lot on story today, but, you know, the achievements of what this game has done and even the fact that, you know, you from the first time you turn on this game, it's asking you, what can you, what options can you enable to make this the right experience for you? And I love that. You know, the fact that, you know, the platinum trophy is, as, you know, as silly as they can be sometimes, that's not locked behind playing this on the hardest difficulty yeah. because games should be inclusive. We want everyone to be playing games because the more people that play games, the more people get to experience stories like this. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up Steve Saylor and I've been loving seeing all of his tweets on on him working with Naughty Dog and I saw that he got his Ellie edition today too. So I was like, oh very man, jealous of that. Yeah. So jealous. Um, you know, you guys, you guys kinda you you covered it all for me. You guys made my job easy because I get to go last. I don't have to say everything you did, but <laughs> um at the beginning of the show, you know, we read Tro- Troy's quote and he said, if we have done our job right, people will question everything. And I think we did. And I think we went through all of this and we got to go through Joel and Ellie's story and it wasn't the story that I think we expected going in. And I think we loved it all the more for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to thank you guys, obviously Nate and Matt, especially for joining us on the spoiler cast today. Like, again, we've been wanting to team up for a while. And I think our discussion today, like this last two hours has flown by. Oh, yeah. Um, before we wrap up, uh, Nate, if you just plug your socials, uh, geek centric plug, let let us know. The, tell the people where to find you. Well, here's the thing. I mean, this has been two hours and eight minutes of us talking about this game, and I kind of feel like let's just do a part two. No, um, <laughs> but, but the, you know, to that point, like I could continue talking about this game, and I, I will continue co- talking about this game. Um, you know, the, the two of the guys that are on my podcast, uh, the Geek Centric Podcast, um, Justin and Kevin, they are. Uh, Kevin is playing through The Last of Us uh, 1 and and Justin is playing through Part 2. So we'll definitely be talking about it a lot more. Uh, you can find the Geek-Centric Podcast uh, wherever podcasts are found, but mostly on Apple Podcasts. Um, and, uh, and then also... Um, I do this uh, streaming thing that everyone's been talking about these days on Twitch. Um, so if you want to check me out at Nate Plays Games, that's twitch.tv slash Nate Plays Games. I like to play a bunch of games and, and do a bunch of stuff. Uh, and then just lastly, um, we do have a YouTube channel as well, um, which is just youtube.com slash geekcentric. Uh, and we, we like to uh, focus on um, sort of uh, celebrating pop culture uh, through the, the way of 
animation and music um, and and soundscapes. We just put up our Last of Us uh, video, and I actually did the audio for it. Um, and and I just sort of made a, a story of something that you would almost hear from one of the recordings uh, off of a recorder in the first game, or, or you know. So um, so definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for for having me on this. I. I honestly, I was so stoked to do this. The t- these uh, flew by, and uh, and now I just want to keep talking about it, and I want to go play it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, let the good people know where to find you and the Untitled Movie Podcast. Yes, um, if you guys liked this for two hours and ten minutes, you'll love uh, Eric and I talking for two hours and forty-five minutes that we just posted the, our seventy-first draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast Ooh. on podcast wow. services everywhere. Um, yeah, Eric and I uh, went deep into all the TIFF layoffs, uh, all the TIFF twenty twenty news, um, as well as you know Michael Keaton as Batman. But yeah, Untitled Movie Podcast is a podcast I do with Eric Marchin, a, a, a film critic and best friend of mine, uh, where we kind of you know shoot the shit every week talking you know very conversationally about what's going on in our lives and what's going on in the entertainment industry um we also have another podcast called untitled movie reviews uh that is a little bit more focused uh where they are you know 20 to 30 minute um professional quote-unquote reviews of new release uh films and uh and tv shows and um and we're kind of expanding to different things like the last of us part two um and we're also going to be reviewing charlie kaufman's novel ant kind so we're kind of trying to get creative um in you know creative in covid and and review some other things that still fall under that kind of cinematic lens um so yeah we review stuff over on that channel so those are untitled movie podcasts and untitled movie reviews you can subscribe to both of those on all those podcast services i would really appreciate that thank you and uh you can follow me on all of the social medias at matt Rohrbeck. i'm usually bumming around twitter just tweeting nonsense and i'm rating a lot of movies on letterbox that's where i am excellent guys thank you so much for all of that anthony shay nate matt thank you for this amazing conversation we are so happy to finally talk freely about this game uh you already know this is the movie podcast you could catch a brand new episode every single monday and we'll have little fun episodes like this every here and there so stay tuned for more of those uh if you want to write in and be part of the show check out this time slash talk and you can write in and be part of the show there also check out all the show notes for everything that we spoke about today thank you so much for listening we love the last of us part two and we'll catch you next time